the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Collects Podcast, episode number, can't remember, but probably nine, where we discuss the competitive HeroClix environment as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host, Jay Solomon, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, who are all much better at HeroClix than me. Uh, we have, uh, returning to the show, Tom Kerr. Hi, how are you doing? We have a new guest to the show, John Morley. Hi everybody. Uh, and we have the person that is definitely overqualified to be wasting his time with me, but he loves me anyway. We have won all the events ever, Adam Friedman. You, you, you should have been lying when you said you weren't going to talk. I was instructed not to talk, so I'm, I'm, I'm following instructions. And, and, and you just know not to listen, so it's a right. weird combination. Tom has figured out the pattern here. He gets what's going on in this episode. Did I have you? <laughs> did I have you guys on together before? I feel like I didn't, and this is going to be fun. Uh, point being that today we're going to be discussing uh, each of these wonderful people either won one of the Rock Qualifier events to get into the event, not to qualify the day of, or Adam won all the things. So they all did that, and then they all uh, made the cut at the very least, which is not to. Uh, besmirch anybody, but in particular. Uh, yeah, yeah thanks, Jay. I, you know what, you, I, I try, okay? Like, that's, you're the one that said, when I texted you and said that I was bad at Heroclux, you said that you were worse, which is a lie, but point being, I'm going to go back to what I was actually doing, which is, we're basically, uh, we, you've all done well in the at that world event, so we're going to talk about that actual event, and then we're going to talk, or each of your experiences at that event, and then we're going to talk about uh, what we're taking away from the environment. I know Adam and Tom both recorded just general tr- uh, teams that were there. So we have some interesting data about trends. So we'll talk about general environment. And then we have a fair amount of questions and only some of them are not jokes. So I don't know who wants to start, but... I, I would just like to interject with one point. Unlike Jay, who is all jokes. You know... It's good. I can't make my usual threat anymore, so I'll leave it be. But <laughs> I'll toss um, the ball, Jay. Where are we going? <laughs> so, somebody go. Fine. You 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 rose your you you rate. Okay, let's go in, in in order of people that are geographically closer to me, and then I have to figure out which of Adam and John are. Yeah, I'll let, uh, I'd be. I'll, I'm willing to bet it's probably me. Chicago versus I don't even know where you live. I am north of Chicago in Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know, I'll flip a coin, but Tom, you can go ahead. Yeah, there's no no doubt that I win by a landslide. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll mention hold on, hold on, hold on. You're Canadian. I believe you mean avalanche. Yeah, very true, very true. We don't have landslides here unless there's snow in them, um, which is not really land anymore. Um, so I played a, uh, a Latvian-themed team for uh, this world's event. I mean, I, I qualified uh, with a Spider-Man family formed the new Fantastic Four team. In fact, I think I even talked about it on this very show before. Um, And 
was busily giving consideration to that as we ran up to Worlds until I realized that I was having more fun with the Latveria theme. I've tried every flavor of Form the New Fantastic Four I could think of, so this is one of the ones that I was enjoying. It uh, consisted of God Emperor Doom at 100, and a Doom bot at 15. They're always on the team. Uh, and then the variable pieces were the 100-point Sue Storm Chase, who has the same Form the New Fantastic Four as all of the other versions of her, uh, along with both flavors of Valeria, Richards, and Von Doom, a WWE ring, a Iceberg Lounge bonus, because that's oddly better at five points than any of the free Latvian bonuses, uh, and the spin ring. And so, yeah, that was my team for the outing. Uh, having pre-qualified, then I played in the Saturday uh, event where I went three and one, uh, made top 16, and then got my rear end kicked out of it by Caleb first thing on uh, on Sunday and wept all my way home. Uh, so that was what I played. Uh, do we want to what talk about... Your, uh, yeah. Sorry, what was your general Fantastic Four switch configuration? Well, I wanted to make sure I had one Trouble Alert and one Troublemaker, so I was only working with seven pieces for it. And uh, I've, I, I have done... Like I said, I've spent the last couple of months playing every possible configuration that I could have formed the Fantastic Four, as I expect I will for a while. I really enjoy the mechanic. Uh, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I think it's the best thing for me, since I really enjoy being able to look at what I'm facing and retool my team accordingly. Uh, in this case, because there was only 170 points of Fantastic Four across three characters to work with, options were uh, a little more limited in terms of, of, of sort of combinatrix. Uh, combinatorics, I should say. Um, and so, generally speaking, I guess where it all kind of uh, came out of is I wanted to be able to play uh, Wolverine and Franklin, uh, that being Wolverine and Franklin Richards, who are 75 and 65 points respectively. Uh, that makes 140, which is the value of Sue Storm plus Valeria Richards. So the most common switch I would do is that. I would keep Valeria Von Doom and equip her with the spin ring if I had the option and switch out Sue Storm and Valeria Richards for Wolverine and Franklin Richards just because I felt they had more sort of dive. There's more you could do with that. I love the fact that Wolverine can be a bit of a dive bomber who gives up no points for dying. Um, and Franklin Richards is, of course, a great little toolkit. Um, and working out from there, I wanted another 75-point option, so... Human Torch became an alternate for Wolverine if I really needed Pulse Wave or if I really needed Poison or Energy Explosion protection. Spoiler, it never came up, but you know, had I been up against a team that absolutely required all the Pulse Wave all the time, then Torch would have been a, a fine choice for that. Um, and I also put on uh, Franklin Von Doom as an alternative to both those 75s, because even dropping five points is fine to have somebody who really survives and weathers an Alpha Strike well since it's very hard to take out Franklin Von Doom quickly. And if you don't take him out fully, then he turns into a very dangerous piece that can heal himself back while he's busy dishing out massive damage. Uh, and that ate up all but three slots on the sideline. So I like having a Black uh, Leopard option just for times where that's valuable. And the only real way Black Leopard could have worked within the math of this particular team was to combine him with the Franklin Von Doom and another 50-point piece. And I think the best option for that is the SR Ghost Rider. So I had SR Ghost Rider there with Black Leopard and Franklin Von Doom for one possible configuration, leaving one sort of utility slot. And I filled that one personally with the common thing, who's... Not great, to be honest, but it was for a very specific um, 
setup, if I ever absolutely, well, if I ever had one map and absolutely needed to steal an opposing object, the obvious example being against like a, you know, a vulture team that was very much tooled around vulture in the arms. Sue Storm is good for that. She can take a perplex from God Emperor Doom on her, on her range to be able to put out a barrier and then use TK through the barrier to KO the arms. Uh, and then in that particular formation i like the idea of switching out valeria richards for the thing since the thing cannot die to one hit in fact none of the common fantastic four characters of 40 points can die to one hit meaning that if i do go up against a like a vulture team and can ko the arms the only things that can be ko'd in one shot are the doom bot and valeria von doom totaling 45 points or 50 if the spin ring is equipped which is the vulture value so there's not a lot of point throwing a vulture at the team if he's going to wind up dying the next turn and I've already scored the arms. So that's kind of what the logic of the sideline was. I just wanted to to uh, speculate or question you or what's the word? I don't know. Make Challenge? a joke about how you of all people, one of the people probably more known for using the teleporter's replacement effect uh, and also liking Fantastic Four. I don't know if I believe you that you wanted to use a Fantastic Four replacement after you see your opponent's team effect. I don't know. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> that does sound like it would be literally your favorite thing. Um, okay, so... I don't know. I see John on my screen, so let's go with John. Uh, so I played the Double 76 Punisher War Machine, Spider Pharaoh, and Magneto and Mary Jane team that uh, people may have seen a couple of copies running around. You basically uh, created it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was the first one to play it. Uh, I came up with it before the qualifier run, and really the team was just built around, okay, how do I make double 76 work? Because <laughs> he seems totally fair and balanced. Um. So I wanted something that, assuming my opponent also had double 76, that I could make enough attacks. Uh, so that's where Punisher War Machine came in, because he's pulled from a soldier, or from the soldier keyword, to add on to the team. And him being able to get free attacks in a two-action game seems really, really good. Yeah, and then, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I built on that with, okay, well... I have a problem getting the 76s and Punisher around, so Spider Pharaoh was the only real taxi that I could find. And then being uh, adding her allowed me to add Magneto, which gave me the full board reach if I need it. Um, if I win map on turn two, I can uh, TK and Master of Magnetism Punisher out, have Spider Pharaoh carry the team out with the shield team ability, and then when I running shot with Punisher, I can literally shoot across the map. There, There is no no protection from it, uh, aside right. from barrier. Sorry. No, go ahead. I just I just realized, I think you're... I haven't seen all the teams, or even a fraction of them, but I feel like your team is the prime example of no ownership not uh, being a major factor, right? Because you had two Oh, yeah, I, I own nothing on the main force aside <laughs> yeah. from a common and a magneto. Yeah, so you have uh, Punisher War Machine, who uh, costs about uh, two kidneys, and then you have a Pharaoh, who's not nothing, and then two 76s. Yep. So well, no ownership the, mattered, yeah. Absolutely. I would I would absolutely not have been able to play this. Like, even borrowing would have been difficult oh, to put oh, this I, team Oh, no, 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 I can't even imagine. And also, whatever sideline, not that it really matters to get specifics, but I imagine playing yeah. uh, nine Vulcans is... Uh, 
No, I not, didn't. Not, not actually, nothing. I actually only had one Vulcan because uh, I am of the opinion that Samurai has a place and can be used instead of a second Vulcan. Because being able to double ping with that uh, with that force blast is sometimes very relevant. I will disagree about better than second Vulcan, but I will agree that he has a place and is underrated. Um, but so then then to fin- finish out the team, I I wanted Mary Jane because autonomous paparazzi super good, and what we discovered after the qualifiers because I uh, I did do uh, a lot of discussion with uh, Steve Spooner on this team, who also won a qualifier with it, uh, after I did. Um, we discovered that uh, that when you TK and spin Mary Jane with Magneto on t- turn one, her paparazzi can be placed and then sidestep and uh, pick up my opponent's light objects and break them. Yeah, they can hit row 17 with their sidestep. I love yep. that combination. Oh, jeez. So that is actually... Uh, that, that became very relevant in most of my games. Um, Hold on. Wait, you we'll, said we'll 17? That later. You said 17? They can, hit, they can hit 16. Oh, okay. I thought well, they, can, 17. they can get to 17 so that they're picking up the object that's an 18 is what I'm getting at. Right? Because the object has to be placed... Uh, well, they can get if, to 16, which lets them pick up the object in 17. But can't the object be an 18? Well, wouldn't, yeah, because it's 5 out, right? Wouldn't that be... I'm pretty sure that's 17, isn't it? Well, it's, it's 23 and then 5, or maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody's got the math wrong, but in any case, it's, it's pretty you, you good. Can, you can move into 17, because it's 2 yeah. plus 6 is 8, plus 1 is 9, plus 2 is 11, plus 4 is 15, sides to 2 is 17. Okay, yeah, I have the math oh, wrong. But yeah, okay. yeah, it does, it does work. That's fun. That uh, is so, obviously an intentional design thing, I, I, I'm betting. Well, what I love so much is that it only really works if you have the ability to push MJ the extra one, which only really comes from either a spin ring or a magneto. So it's it's such a great combination, and it's so uh, specific. Yep. Well, the, yeah, because the thing with Magneto is and that it, him and Pharaoh is basically the best turn one TK you can get on Spider-Man Family. Somehow. Yeah. Um, the only thing that stops it is if your opponent has Oz. That's fair. Well, Adam didn't play Oz, so I don't know how much that would have been. Yeah, well, I guess that segues into Adam's team, which is totally different than the last one, right? Yeah, I've, n- I've never played any of these figures before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was playing uh, basically the exact same team I had for National, uh, except for 65 points got changed. Uh, so all, all these, the following things are the same. The whole sideline didn't change. Uh, the maps, oh, actually, that's not true. So the maps changed a little bit. Uh, the maps changed somewhat. There were some different choices that were made there because of some of the newer maps that are available. Um, and, and you then, also didn't have the location, right? I, I didn't have the location. Uh, right, right, the location was one of the things that changed, so the map changed with it, yeah. Uh, and so the 65 points that changed is uh, Oz, Diplomat, and the map bonus got the boot. Uh, and instead, uh, I added 76 and Marvella. Uh, and so the team is... So can, see if I can actually remember all my figures. Uh, Jason, Vulture, 76, Marvella, because I just mentioned those. Who am I missing? Valeria, 2x2, uh, two two Magneto, Dark Phoenix, Green Proteus. And then the Spin Ring and Ockarns are the objects. Uh, and so that's the team. And it's basically all the same stuff as before, for all the same reasons as before. Uh, and then 76 basically fills the role 
of both Oz and Diplomat on the team of disrupting my opponent's action totals, mostly in the mirror or the TK heavy matchups, uh, and providing a perplex. And then I have basically, once he replaces Oz and Diplomat, there's 15 points left. And having an actual main force barrier option with Marbella is just absolutely absurd. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Did you did you mention your bystander options? Uh, they were the same as last time. So it's uh, Isaac, uh, Reed Fixer, uh, Claire Finn for Yafit. Or the other ones? Chewy? Uh, yeah, Marvel, 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 Chewy, and uh, Jim Gordon. Yeah, Jim Gordon is the one people might not know. He is from the uh, convention exclusive Robot Batman, the Jim Gordon one. He's sidestep, energy explosion, toughness outwit, police. And I guess having police made even more sense now that you had two wild cards. Oh, geez. Made it even better. He was already good before. Uh, and this just made it even better. I mean, because even just having the one police was already fine. Basically, he's in a lot of situations is worth an outwit and a perplex because the PD acts as a perplex down on their defense. Uh, and so he's just generally better than Miles in that position. Which is Did you ever actually... I believe I made every single Pog except Yafit during the tournament. Hmm. No, that's not true, because I didn't make Lord Gaia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you made Stellar... I knew you made Stellarax, but you yes, didn't make I made, Gaia? I made more, I made more Stellaraxes than more Gaias. Yeah. Get not out of here. Ever, never, not a thing I'd ever think I'd say. I'm sorry, uh, okay... I mean, uh, it makes sense, though, with the Marbella on the team now, you don't need Lord Gaia as much. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when, when I need it, just a turn or two to delay, like, she can just do it. I, I get it. That's just nuts on principle, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that Stellarax ever got made blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> yes. And the, only, and the only game he got made in was the finals, so. Yeah, yeah that you, was, even, you even that expressed surprise in the moment. <laughs> right. Well, because it turned out he was the only way to do what I wanted to do. And so right, which like, essentially well, got you the game, right? right? Right, yeah. Like, it's if he's the only way to do it, I guess I'll make him, but I'm not happy about it. That's... Because I, I have to put a Stellar Axe on the map. Like, there's... Imagine how much better that Bystander could be if it was literally anything else. Yeah, it's one thing to win. It's another thing to win while you're stating that you feel like you could be doing so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you only you only won the event by basically vulturing him, and that's it. Yeah, you could have had if if only. Just, you know, uh, I mean, it just resource wise, it felt really bad that like I have all these amazing pogs that I actually want to actively make during the game, and then there's just this like Stellarax thing that's just sort of extra that I already have because I'm already playing Isaac. Yeah. And then it, it turns out he was the critical piece to force that through on that in that game. Well, saying, that's all you used it for, right? You, you never you never called in chaos either, right? You literally that was the only no. time you used any of the Isaac pogs. No, no, no. Chaos was made that game. It was, it was a joke. It. Oh, it's, it's funny. I'm just looking now. I think the only, I think the only bystander with running shot, not including if you pick it with uh, the robot dupe, is a character that has one damage. So yeah, there's not that many three damage ones with running shot. There's, there's a couple sides. Doesn't, but... doesn't Gwen right, I just have three damage think... running shot from Miles Who? and Gwen? She has oh, one. True. So. Forgot about her. That's fair. Wait, is she two? Or is she she's three? Two printed. Oh, uh, Superplex, which is okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, it, yeah, so basically your team was the team from before, but they printed 76 in Marvella, is uh, fair to say? Yeah, I was really sad I didn't also have room for Mary Jane. Uh, 
because I tested with her over Marvella for a bit, and she was insane. But uh, the Marvella, just the resources that she adds were just more important. And not losing the sideline slot was also really big. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can... Deployment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvella, Marvella just does, like, everything. I don't... Yeah, I guess the I guess the specifics worth mentioning of cutting Oz, Oz specifically was that what because you wanted him to cause double TKs to be necessary in certain matchups, but it's just better to cause triple TKs to be necessary in certain matchups. So that if they only had two, they couldn't get across the map. Right, uh, but it's obviously just better to take away one of their actions. Right, and they just don't have enough actions to do all the TKs and get through. Right, yeah, and and break something because the idea before is with four actions they break a thing. And then if they have to TK three times, they can't attack unless one of them's autonomous. Uh, and so for a bunch of the different vulture variations, uh, they, they just can't do it. Uh, either they don't have enough TKs or they don't have enough actions, either one. In this particular case, now it's just always the actions that matter. Plus, it's more generally useful against other stuff. And he's also a lot harder to kill, which is a big deal. Yeah, uh, every, every time I put Oz on them, like when I'm placing my figures, I'm like, this, this Oz is like the freest 40 points I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. No, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. As proven by the game uh, Hero Flicks Nationals 2020, Adam versus uh, Isaac, where he was the thing that died immediately. Yeah, Oz is useful, but he's not going to stay for the long haul. I completely yeah. agree that you made the right choice with Swap in this case. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess did losing the prob ever actually matter, or it never mattered to begin with because Vulture was so far from him to begin with? Uh, in theory, it could have mattered in some games. Uh, so in my game against Scott, it could have mattered because if I had had an, a second prob instead of just the one, I probably wouldn't have like bricked on the firestorm. Yeah, that's fair because that game actually went to time, right? So no, no uh, I mean, I basically yeah, it did go to time, but that wasn't the problem. It, it, it did go to time. That is a factual statement. Sure, yeah. Unless you want to argue the facts, because yeah. that game was one fifty to whatever. So yeah, like forty something. I mean. But yeah, uh, I guess who wants to talk about? I guess who who thinks that they had the most interesting Thursday game to begin with? Did anybody have any Thursday. interesting? What? Or not Thursday, uh, the, the, the Saturday, Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, that would be well, that'd be Sunday, but or even Monday. But I think <laughs> what you mean is Saturday. I do I'll, mean Saturday. I'm not that drunk yet. I'll, I'll happily go first. I figure when we get to Sunday, I should just get myself out of the way. So I'll start that trend now. Oh, don't sell yourself. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Yeah, anyway, um, I did play. Yeah, I played Saturday evening. I, I, I was trying to pay attention in the we unfortunately there was no streaming in the morning part and uh, we couldn't just kind of creep on people's games so uh i did get into a test room thanks to uh alex kind of tested around with some of the mechanics and stuff but other than that when it came to actually playing the event on saturday evening um like i said i went three and one my I, my first matchup was uh, against Alyssa who was playing the same team that she made the run to top four i think it was in nationals so, um yeah which was uh, an Avengers theme team built around uh, sort of an Alpha Strike a taxi routine with uh, Voyager carrying uh, Black Widow Chase, Steve Rogers and Medusa, and Steve Rogers was welcoming Mike Ron to the Avengers. So nice compact team, no need to waste time equipping objects or anything else. Just basically cross the map and smash face. 
plus five theme to my plus five theme. She won map, and there, I didn't have any particular configuration that I felt confident. I knew she had she had to kind of cross the map into turns, but I didn't really have any combination that I felt comfortable trying to corner her when she was able to sort of go into some safe rooms in the uh, Justice League Watchtower. So I decided to try to just survive the alpha as opposed to trying to circumvent it and went with uh, a combination of God Emperor, Doom, Doombot, uh, Black Leopard, Ghost Rider, and Franklin Von Doom. Um, and she did come in and, and hit fairly hard, but between Franklin's free barrier and a Doom bot and just placing everybody around, I made it very hard to get to God Emperor Doom. So all things considered, she was only really able to come onto his first stop click, which he got back the next turn by one-shotting. Um, and Black Leopard was a, a real MVP in this game because I was able to get him next to uh, Chase Widow to uh, really cap her values, uh, take her off of her first couple of clicks, and then just worry about doing progressive damage to the rest of the team. And, you know, I won't belabor the point. I basically outlasted her. I, I scored a few more points. I got Chase Lep uh, Widow eventually after enough blasting away. She took out Black Leopard, but it took a lot of doing. She missed a lot of attacks to the point where, uh, even though she only had the opportunity to create one recruit before she was off her first couple clicks, she did get to create two Black Vulcans. So, to the to the point that Adam made, I think before we went on the air, you know, more Black Vulcans is more win, uh, and they did more work for her, I think, than anything on the field did, but as it was, it just kind of ran out of time. Doom ended up on this top click again and was just able to outrange everybody else, and then Franklin was getting to the point where he would be on his powerful clicks as well, and that probably would have eventually been able to make the make for the win anyway, but I was ahead on points, so I, I took the win. Oops. It is interesting because God Emperor Doom does not like that matchup in particular. Chase Widow particularly, yeah. In in this case, it was a little less. I knew that she was forced to come right at me, and that's why I was able to protect him. In a in a more open game against a Chase Widow, I think Doom likes it even less. Did you... I'm just looking at the map now. Did you not see any lines where a barrier would have been enough? Not from, really. From uh, Franklin? Okay, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I was just wondering. Well, Franklin doesn't really have his own barrier. He just, well, I guess Franklin Richards would. Yes, that's uh, what I meant. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was the six of one half dozen of the other deal. Like, I could have, I just figured if I buried with Franklin Richards, then she'd just wait. Like, I, I, again, I couldn't, I couldn't get to her. So she just decided to wait out the turn. I couldn't bury her indefinitely with him, you know, dealing damage to himself. So I figured it was better to go with the Franklin who survives the alpha than the one who tries to prevent it. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's why I saw her play on that map a bunch, just because of all the little rooms and pockets and whatnot, so that does make some sense. Um, anyone, or any other games of note for you, or anyone else? I mean, I can I can burn through. I played two Fantastic Four, formed the new Fantastic Four games in a row after that. Uh, Nate White in round two, and, and, and Ben Chung in round three. Um, and they were almost complete opposite games. Nate and I had a had a just a an explosive battle uh, in which we almost everything died. He won in the end in, uh, on points, um, and uh, it was a fairly high scoring game with a lot of back and forth. I don't need to go into too much detail. It was a lot of Wolverines killing each other and everyone else trying to get a bunch of damage out. And the game against Ben was a thirty to fifteen win for me because I I took out Valeria fairly early. It was one of those. Times where in the, the you just it's those crazy the kind of crazy numbers you only experience in these weird world events where 
he had Valeria standing next to the thing with a perplex on her defense, so she was a 22 defense from range, and I was firing with a 14 attack with three probs on with God Ever Doom. <laughs> like, 14 on 22 is the kind of silly things that you say in, in this type of event. But, Sorry, because uh, you have you have 19 defend, she has energy shield, and then perplex. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's a and, lot. And, you know, God Emperor has 12 printed, plus perplexed from himself, plus perplexed from Valeria, and that configuration. So I took that early uh, and got the advantage, and then tried to use a Doom bot to, to squeeze in a few more points and failed. But I, I was ahead 30 to 15 without any real reason to move forward and he was more worried about maintaining his configuration than coming out too aggressively so ultimately you know he he made a few small moves and then i got some damage and he pulled back to do some healing uh i got franklin down to his last click and then alicia masters uh pog healed him back up and he came back out took more damage went back again and ultimately just it ended out at 30 15 and then uh, I had a game against Corey Gould in the fourth one where he was playing a, a robots theme, and I was super lucky to win map, going to a nice wide open map where I was able to enjoy the, the benefits of, you know, Valeria sidesteps and free moves forward. Or actually, she doesn't even do that. She just perplexes up Doom's range. Doom perplexes up his own range. TK Doom out, uh, running shot, blast, and then get pulled back by Franklin Von Doom with a TK. So the slingshot can basically hit the whole map, and he just didn't have the swing to to deal with the fact that I was just killing something every time I attacked. So by the end of it, he really kind of dogpiled me, swarmed on. It became much more of a fight, and I'm sure given another 10 minutes or 15 minutes, he could have swung the game back in his favor. But I got the early advantage with the the big reach and the ability to TK back after the reach. So that was uh, enough to, to carry it through to the end. I think the idea of a God Emperor Doom slingshot is just one of the most frightening things I've heard in this game. Just gotta say. I love it. <laughs> it served me super well. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's a good day when you have a, a fun game against Nate and you get to play against Ben. That's a, that's a rarity. I haven't heard of him playing very much, but... I mean, this has been his year to play. He's been playing all of the events. Yeah, I played yeah, I teams he, as well. I heard he won something recently. I can't remember what, maybe an open or states or I can't remember, but there was something not long ago. So I mean, he was he was in Nats, so I mean. Right. No, I, I know that. Was he the weird team of like him? I can't remember the other person in Ed AB. I believe uh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, I played them against him in teams. He gotcha. was doing like a don't die-ish team with an immortal Hulk and uh danger room Magneto and Lockjaw and something else in that. I do remember that team. That's he was the one Lockjaw. I told you about it. Wow. Cause you like that dog. I, 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 I know that he's not good at, not that great, not as good as he was, but I'm still attached. So you can, you can stick it. And I was, uh, a, Tom will back me up on that, but that's okay. Whatever. I was I was also happy being not only a, an occasional guest on this show, I'm also a fan. So when I was listening to uh, Jay and Devin and, and Adam's predictions on what would show up once in the uh, top cut, Adam guessed God Emperor Doom, and he was right. So good oh. job, Adam. Wait, I thought two made the top cut. I think only one made the top cut. There were two in the in the tournament. Oh, yeah, I was asking. Do you remember? Do you remember what, you remember what we guessed? I guessed Doom. That was my guess. But there, but I was wrong because there were two that were played. I don't think anyone guessed Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, you get a prize. Uh, he, I think there was two of those played too, wasn't there? Were there? 
I, I thought it was only yeah. the one. I think the only piece I saw that there was actually only one played was Bike Widow. Hmm. I'm just looking through all the teams. It might also be Doppelgangers. I could be wrong on that. but I thought, I, I thought, I thought Alex was talking about being surprised that he had to make Doppelganger for one person. He was also surprised he had to make Weapon H for one person. Yep. No, get out of here. No, he didn't. He, he did. Totally yeah. did. He did. Wow. Uh, but Doppelganger is relevant because he actually made it into cut. I see. I see one top sixteen thing that uh, that Adam doesn't like with uh, a more. I mean, there might be more than one, but I see an immortal Hulk. There's two. There, there are two. Or three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just just trying to scroll quickly to try if I can jog my memory. But I guess I guess that means John can go. But I don't I'm, think my guess is correct. So. I'm pretty confident there was only one ace in the entire. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't even know yeah. there was. An ace. Yeah, Lucas. Lucas gave up on her because he played. Um, what did he play? I think he played seventy six instead. Yeah, I think uh, his no, he team... played he played Hulk and uh, Hulk and Batman. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm saying, but he re- but Ace was on that team. I can't remember what he replaced it with. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it was a it was a seventy six. Was it a seventy six? It was. I just I just scrolled past that one. Mm. Uh, so my my Saturday run was uh, pretty much a blur together. I I faced four opponents that were all playing unthemed good stuff, uh, different varieties of Franklin. Um, Vulture, Jason, uh, Retaliators with Tri-Sentinels, Dark Phoenixes, um, stuff like that. So the, the the games all played out pretty similarly. I had a plus six theme, so I won I won map every time. Um, the the first game I chose Poison Ivy's Greenhouse, not even thinking about Barrier uh, from Franklin, which came back to to bite me in the butt. Um, I lost on uh, that was that was against Nick who used the doppelganger and Franklin as his uh, as his main force and so I, I I set up and did my my initial assault and regretted that I did not pick campsite like I did for the rest of the day um, because he was able to barrier himself in and I wasn't able to get the elf strike that I wanted and it ended up uh, where I lost at time. Uh, one or two moves on my turn before I could finish off a of Franklin. So it was a it was a close game. It was good. Um, I I did sc- I did score points, so it was able to uh, obviously carry me into into the top cut with my eventual two and two record. Um, but yeah. It was it was not a great choice starting with with poison ivy, uh, but so then when I what I learned from that what I realized from that game is that I really need to to watch out for the barrier more use the campsite, set up uh, my alpha strike, which is what the team is obviously designed to do with punisher and the shield ranged extension, and the uh, incandescence ring that I put on the team so that I could have penetrating energy explosions specifically for dark phoenix. Uh, because I had full board reach to to pop her immediately, um, so that's what I did in my future games, and it was good enough to it worked out well enough to take me through to top cut. But it was it's mostly just set up, do the initial strike, and then play it by ear from there. And uh, Adam, you didn't make it through uh, through the Swiss part, right? I did basically. Early. <laughs> I went 0-2 o- with, like, 400 points. Or, no, like 160 points. It was terrible. Uh, and then I had to make it up in the other two. So my first game was a squeaker. 
I lost on last action by 10 points. Uh, yeah, so basically it was against, uh, I think his name is uh, Julian uh, from France. I didn't know, like, that was, that was cool to have someone on the international for the Worlds. Uh, and so I played against him, and it was basically, uh, he won map, took me to Wakanda. Uh, I equipped all my stuff, he equipped all his stuff. Uh, he moved up, and then finally I tried to go in with Vulture after he was cleared. Or no, actually, I think it was immediately because he moved up immediately. So I had to push him. And uh, I took out Hogan immediately, which was fine. And then I tried to go after Shifting Focus, which is standard. And I got her once, uh, but I so I miss, hit, miss. Uh, and so she wasn't dead yet. And I only had two misses to go for it. Uh, and so I went for an attempt to just shoot his Captain Marvel, uh, which also missed with Dark Phoenix, which wasn't great. But because of the spacing, I was able to basically squeak her up a couple squares so that she could bring in Black Vulcan to at least get a poison in. Uh, and overall, it was, like, the position was fine, uh, but there were definitely a lot of small placement things that could have gone better, and on the, like, on my on my follow-up turn after that, I was able to kill Shifting Widow and basically put Captain Marvel at last click, and at the point Captain Marvel was on last click, I had a flurry with Vulture needing, like, fives or sixes or something, uh, in order to just kill her, because he was on three damage on second to last click. And basically, if either of those two hit, or if the, if the very last attack he does hits, because the second to last attack is what put her there, if that last attack needing like a five hits, I get it. He just he, he bricks on the three, and I can't re-roll it. I don't have any re-rolls anyway. Uh, and then I was able to follow up with a grot attack needing like an eight, and a magneto attack all, needing like a nine at range. And if either of those hit, then she's also dead, and I, I have it. Uh, and then neither of those succeeded either. And then I also screwed up the positioning to potentially have an additional shot at her. Uh, so I was able to take out the recruit then, and so I'm up by a few points. But he was able to take out both Vulture and Magneto in the same action with Captain Marvel. And then he's up by 10. Mm. Uh, so that was game one. I was just going to say, your games go one of three ways. Either you play it perfectly, you play it perfectly and you miss, or you just royally screw it up. There's no, there's no in between. Uh, that's, that was a lot of the weekend. I mean, there was a lot of, let's put it this way. Uh, if Adam at Nationals was just like playing like a machine, uh, Adam at Worlds was playing like a drunk sailor and somehow make, <laughs> managing to make it work. I was uh, going to say like your, your games go one of three ways. Your tournaments seem to only go one way though. So that's okay. Well, I mean, right. As long as the result is the same, it really doesn't matter how you get there. Right? Exactly. That's, fair. that's the trick. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so that was game one. So going into round two, I was like, oh, that was... That was a nail-biter at the very last second. Uh, and then game two, I think, was against you, wasn't it? Yep, it was against yeah, me. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I did the old-fashioned, as, as people know, starting from last year. Uh, I invented this technique. Uh, it's called the Isaac Gambit, uh, named after my top eight game against Isaac last year, which I had to punish him this year for by knocking him out in top eight twice. Uh, because I, I was, it was so embarrassing, my game last year, I really had to make up for it. And the Gambit is very simple. You place all your pieces adjacent to each other and then let them energy explode you. <laughs> and then you lose. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not even that. If you do that and you're really far behind, you have to do this like really janky, aggressive stuff that normally you wouldn't want to do. Uh, but as long as you get a little bit lucky, it's actually okay. And then that doesn't happen. So That's, that was the second part of that. You let them win so that they get overconfident and then they win. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the gambit. Yes. The gambit is, is putting yourself behind so that they try to make mistakes. And then you just need the dice to work out for you, and then they never do. <laughs> you, lull you, them, you lull them into a false sense of security, and then you show that it is not, in fact, false at all. Well, or like you, that, uh, 
you do the exact opposite thing of what would actually happen where you uh you let them win and then you hope that they get tilted which is you know probably not going to happen but well you gotta you gotta you gotta try to get your get them get your wins where you can you know if you gotta go for some tricksy strats then that's just the way to go Fair uh, enough. I mean, and the funny thing about it is, like, that whole game, I basically wasn't lost until the very end of it. Like, I just need one really good Jason turn, and I'm back in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just did nothing. Yeah, because what? the story of Jason uh... in this event, surprisingly, aside from making Pogs. He made Pogs, which was great. Jason himself did not do very much uh, <laughs> in terms of attacking. Yeah, it's one of those things where he just, yeah, Pog. It's funny how I've watched, I watched a bunch of your games, and it's just the, the Pogs alone are just... Oh, they're so huge, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, also, just having chaos having autonomous also just matters way more now, obviously. So that's just like an extra little thing. And then, uh, also, I guess against John, there's what two characters with printed four damage? Like that can matter a lot because uh, for some yeah. reason Pharaoh has it. Because <laughs> why not? She has surprisingly good attack stats. Hmm. Yeah, she almost kind of never piece. get used. It's like, you're going to use her for utility, but then also her stature is just almost good enough to use her on her own. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll take this really good support piece taxi, and then also she just hits like a truck. I'll, I, actu- I'll, I'm okay I actually it. find, because of how much mind control there is in the format, I almost wish she was a worse attack piece, because that's when it comes up more than when I use it. Yeah, fair, because she, she never has move and attack right, so I can definitely, right. definitely see that. Yeah, I hear Jason Wingard is okay. Yeah, he's, he's solid. Uh, and then game three was basically against almost the same team, I think. It's very similar. Uh, but I think he had, like, uh, I think he had one, he had one, only the one 76. And then for those points, he picked up uh, Green Proteus, who's a ruler, uh, a second Mary Jane, and I forget what the last few points were. Uh, Ooh, and so that was, the name uh, uh, instead of incandescence, I think he had some other equipment. Uh, oh, he had the, the Carnage symbiote uh, for Punisher 1 machine. Do you remember the person's name? Yeah. Or they didn't make cuts, I might not be able to find them anyway. His name is Oscar Oscar Maldonado. Yeah, he was my my Uh, resources were the the top cut stuff, so it wouldn't be there. Yeah, he he was a pleasure playing a real gentleman. Uh, that was that was a really fun game. Uh, it was a nail biter pretty much the whole way through. The critical turn ended up being one where uh, he misunderstood the timing of how Proteus works and also some of the terrain marker rules. And so he's he threw his Punisher War Machine out there uh, to try and just shoot Vulture through blocking uh, on the Energy Explode attack first. And he thought he was able to use the Proteus trigger to turn the blocking into water to just shoot through it. But one, the terrain is generated after resolutions, so you just have to shoot it first with the right. running shot and then do the free attack after, rather than getting both attacks on Vulture. Uh, and then two, you can't replace blocking terrain with, uh, with other terrain types unless it's clear or debris. And so even if it was the correct timing, it wouldn't have worked. Uh, so that was a little unfortunate. And then basically his Punisher War Machine is like four squares in front of my Vulture. So what ended up happening is Vulture took, like he took four takes three equal toughness. And then I was able to just smack him because uh, Marvella's right there. So I was able to get the Empower in order to increase his damage. And so it was gener- generate Jim Gordon, Outwit is in, in, invulnerable, uh, close combat expert for five. And as long as he doesn't roll shape change, he's dead, which is what happened. Uh, and then, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, no, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and then what? basically after that, Vulture tried to go around and hit some other stuff uh, and didn't do that, uh, which is what made it so tense at that point. Uh, and then the, the game eventually ended. 
Uh, <laughs> as they tend to do. As, as no. they will. Well, you know, they, don't, they can't go on forever. Uh, and then in round four... Wait, what did I play round four? Hmm. Round four. What did... I know I got him with Vulture. On the win? I know I got him with Vulture. I, I remember that. What was he playing? I'm going to try and quickly look through it, but I guess I'm going to vamp by saying, so you're telling me that you actually got to use the, uh, the but wait, there's more in power with Marvella? Is that what you're oh, actually so telling bad. me? Call, so uh, his name I'm is Colin, just... I'm pretty sure. Um, Colin sounds right. Yeah, and yeah, I, I was about to say when you mentioned it earlier, from my own experiences playing Marvella, it's amazing how often the Empower comes in handy. I mean, it's all the time. Like yeah. there were there were there was a game where uh, where I was heavily considering just full moving her up to get the Empower in the square I needed. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, the, the wind says. So good. For what it's worth, the wind says three hundred to thirty-five. So that sounds like a vulture. Yeah, I vultured him. I just don't remember what he was playing. Uh, mm. Offhand. Which I regret because I I I remember it being like in, a couple turns of interesting setup. And then I, uh, I think that he was playing, uh, what is it? It was like a Franklin Valeria Hawk Girl. Mr. Oh, Rogers was thing. yeah. Oh, Colin. yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I wait, 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 wait. I also played Hawk Colin. Girl. Yeah, the thirty point Hawk Girl. She's good. Yeah, she's awesome. I've heard uh, I've heard Tom likes her. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he, he, had he had Oz. He had Oz. That's what it was. So I I won math, and so what ended up happening is. He went for a he setup to actually, yeah, he went to actually try and kill my advanced Magneto, because my turn one on that is I send Magneto up and kill an object. Uh, and so he tried to punish it with shooting with Dark Phoenix and actually missed, which I think was, we discussed it for a bit after the game. I think it was better that he missed <laughs> for him. You mean <laughs> so there was no retail possible? There was no retail, right. Yeah, there's no retail because yeah. of the miss. Uh, I mean, the retail would be with Magneto, which is whatever. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can't just Dark Phoenix is Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And like he did have his stuff spaced out and move so that like the only targets of it of the retail would have been his Dark Phoenix plus uh the Oz. But all that need, all that takes to be in, like really really good as a as a punish is like just not him not rolling super senses once. Uh and then the Oz is just off the map, uh which makes my TK better for sending the vulture in that turn. Uh and then basically because of the positioning he went to to try and spread his stuff out. Uh, I needed like one less TK than normal, and so I had a bunch of extra actions after Vulture did his stuff, and then it was basically my entire team versus Franklin uh, Franklin Richards, uh, who who took a while to kill. I mean, he took he survived a good three three turns. He's tough. Uh, after after he eleven clicks is a is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's a lot of clicks. Uh, For the points, he's okay. Whatever. Well, it's eleven like clicks for sixty five. He's, he's getting two rollouts plus uh plus like invincible. Uh, basically on every turn until he's dead uh, was was really, really... Uh, yeah. That figure is really powerful. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to play him, but it's, at some point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up playing that piece, especially because he's cosmic. There's got to be there's gonna be a time where that's just the thing. He's crazy good, and as long as there's yeah. a WWE unique, ring out though? there... He is unique, right? You can't just yeah. play a bunch yeah. of yeah. That's I, so I definitely, I definitely I was on a podcast on uh, with Lucas where he said that he expects it to be on a world's winning team at some point, and so far he's been wrong. Uh, so there's only there's only so many of them before he's he, he can't be. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I just I just find it funny that you uh, you made that not true. Although I guess I don't know how high one made it in the cut, but or the overall standings of the game. But I mean, there was at least two that made top sixteen, right? Because you had Tom and you also had uh, I think Nate had one on the sideline. Uh. 
Franklin. For Nick sure. had Nick went, had one on his doppelganger team as well. Yeah, so there were there's probably like three or four of them at least that made. Yeah, I'm just curious now to see how high they uh, made it in the cut. But you guys can, I guess you guys can go on. I guess I, I didn't have any other funny comments or. But uh, for, for reference, I didn't watch any games because I didn't work the event, so. I had less awareness of the goings-on. I think I only watched your... I watched least interesting Adam games, which are top four and top two, but that's... Again, what are you talking about? Those were played on Agent Holds, so they were very interesting. Ugh, don't, mm-hmm. don't start with me, Buster. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess uh, if, you, if you want to move to Sunday, um, I... I played my one game on Sunday and then uh, proceeded to take the rest of the day off to drink heavily and watch other people do better than me. Um, it was uh, against Caleb. It was uh, what an awesome game. I mean, if you've got to go out, this was the way to do it. Um, it was almost a very short, not a very short game, but almost a very immediately lopsided one. Since I guess he either didn't realize that God Emperor Doom just has improved targeting, ignores hindering, or didn't consider it a meaningful threat. Because um, he he placed very well. I mean, I won map and disrupted his object placement a little bit with my seals and whatnot. Um, but of course, that that's a temporary thing. He was able to get him back. Uh, but as he was placing, he was very careful to stay away from a single target pulse wave, but not so careful just to stay away from being shot from nine squares away. Um, but, you know, so the, as it was, I was able to get God Emperor Doom up to a six damage uh, and running shot from nine squares away to take a shot of Chase Widow, which would have worked really well. But there's no point in trying when you know you're going to roll a four. And that's what happened. Um, Doesn't that hit? Uh, it, no, I'm afraid not. I didn't have enough to, to both crank up attack and damage. So, uh, okay. you know, given the option, maybe I should have put it all into attack and not tried to get her onto her stop click right away. But I wanted her to lose all the tradecraft tokens if I could. Um, so it was worth it for the try. I did have enough probs on that the only thing that would fail is a roll of four or less. But uh, four or less is what I rolled. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, I, I TK'd Doom back again and, and, and once again was kind of back around my starting area. And we fought on. Uh, he he was able to get in there. He actually managed to get a crit hit against Doom with his Biker Widow, which is what he needed to knock him onto his first stop click so that she could then go back to the rest of the team, drop him off, ping him for another damage, create a uh, recruit, and ping him again so that he was dead immediately. Um, but, but to our previous point about Franklin Richards being awesome, a turn or two later, uh, I used Franklin Von Doom to TK Chase Widow back. She was not in stealth. Um, near Valeria for a ping damage. Valeria spun Chase Widow for another ping damage. And then Franklin Richards went in with Charge, uh, Flurry, and uh, Slingshot, my favorite combination. <laughs> so he so hit, with, hit with a Flurry, Slingshot back into Valeria, so some more penetrating damage, hit the stop click, healed back again, hit with another attack, sent her off in the other direction for more... Um, for more ping damage after the hit itself, so I didn't even get to make a free attack because Widow was too dead. Does that timing work? Yeah. No, because the the Valeria's after resolutions. You have to finish the full flurry before any of the oh, okay. ping damage happens. Oh, that's fair. Mm. I mean, to be fair, the same end result would have happened. Oh, would have the, fl- the flurry knocked her onto her stop click, and then the second attack knocked her back to her stop click, and then the ping damage finished her off. Okay, I, th- I thought the ping put her onto the stop click because, like, the stop click can interrupt some of the flurry damage. True, that would have been clicks. 
as it was, like the what put her onto it because I I TK'd her with Valer Franklin Von Doom first. That dealt the first damage. Then Spin Ring, just normal placement, dealt the second damage. Okay. Franklin dealt the next four. Got then it. she healed up. Then another four, and then knockback for the 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 pings through the series of placements of the knockback that finished her off. Got Sorry, it. I didn't describe that very well. Um, and then Biker Widow came, pulled Franklin back, wasn't quite able to finish Franklin off, so then the next turn it was Poison, Pulse Wave, and Slingshot, which was enough to take out a recruit to damage a Biker Widow, and with Valeria placements, enough to get uh, the Shifting Widow onto her last click, but not enough to finish her. Um, and at this point, Caleb finished off Franklin Richards and basically just ran uh, which was absolutely a fine thing to do, not a not a criticism. It was the right right move in that moment. Uh, so with good placement of Happy and Biker Widow to keep blocking offline to uh, Shifting Widow, he was able to protect her on her last click, ultimately until they called time. I just kind of chased her around, did ping damage here and there when I could, and then we timed out. So really a fantastic match. I, I really loved the swings back and forth. He took a lead, I took a lead back, he took it back again, and then it turned into a chase. So... I, you know, I, uh, I think, I think Caleb's a great player and, uh, it was a really good team. So I had a great time and that was the end of my, uh, my tournament. I'm not, I'm not wants to bring up comics when we're talking about the competitive environment, but I just, I just don't get why Black Widow is so overpowered. Like you're telling me that Black Widow on a motorcycle basically just uh, kill box, like rides over on a motorcycle, crits God Emperor Doom, and then yonks him back and then she kills him with like spies. That just... Yeah, I didn't read that particular issue, but to be fair, I haven't read it all. So. I, I'm guessing they're doing her, they're trying to do her more justice because of all the years they just made terrible, terrible, terrible widows. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I do remember, ever... I do remember Chase widows existing before, and none of them were even remotely good. Well, and for that matter, all the years that they've made mediocre movie sets. Um, so oh, they're yeah. kind of they're redeeming two things in one shot here. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, also assuming that she's when... going to be super overpowered or very strong in the movie when it finally comes out. So maybe this will actually make sense when we see the movie. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a scene where she takes out God Emperor Doom on her bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, that'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool post last, last minute reshoots when they got the Fox uh, right. Wow. Heck yeah. Uh, I was going to slightly disagree on the movie sets. I thought they were pretty strong for a while and they kind of just stopped happening. And then, I don't know. Which movie sets are you thinking of that were strong? Hmm? Which movie sets are you thinking of that were strong? Like, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, not necessarily the most relevant, but, like, I don't know, Agent 13 was from the Captain America Winter Soldier set. There was... It's like, the only playable figure in that set? And she there still wasn't... There were a couple good was back in the day, but I agree, they were kind of not great. I guess I'm more thinking of a casual mindset, but I always... I was quite liked the movie sets, but... I guess that's fine. I also did look through, I looked through all the the top sixteen. I couldn't see anything that jogged my memory of a guess that I made. I did not see, or there was no uh, God Emperor. No, there was no, sorry, no Franklin and Richards that made it past top sixteen, but there were still three. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. I guess it makes sense to go to John next. Yeah. Uh, so I. Definitely feel like I got lucky in the top 16 round. Uh, I got to face Jalen, uh, Jalen Major, with his plus 10 robot Spider-Man family team with multiple Tri-Sentinels, um, Penny, a uh, couple of Superman robots, Brainiac, 
And Piestri has dolls. I don't. I don't. Ah, uh, yeah, Hammerai was on there. He's pretty cool. He was. He was pretty fun. Um, and I don't. I don't remember what else he had to fill out the team. Um, but so it, the dice were very, very much in my favor. Um, I won map with him having a plus ten and me on a plus six, which just kind of set the tone for the whole game. And uh, I was able to set up and take out both his Tri-Sentinels immediately, as well as do some damage to some other stuff. And it, he didn't, unfortunately, uh, wasn't able to do much with the dice rolls that he was given. It, it very much so felt like one of those games where dice played a factor more than any strategy could help. Yeah, I feel that. So yeah, there's definitely room to say that you know people will complain about dice, but there are there definitely are those games like those certainly do happen. Yeah, uh, but um, so I don't I don't I don't really have like I was I was absolutely expecting to lose that game based on his map. He was he was Sentinel Factory for his only map, and I really didn't have a good game plan of how to approach that. Um. A slow and steady, kind of like pop some blocking, try to get lines of fire, and hope that... Oh, he also had... What did he have? He had Danger Room Magneto, uh, who, was, who I expected to be a problem if he put him out front, because like, my team's big thing is do a bunch of damage to one figure um, with with Punisher, and you know try to claim a couple kills early, and if I couldn't do that, like if the Tri-Sentinels were hiding, like I was super expecting to lose this game, and the dice just said, "Nope, here you go. You're gonna, you're gonna pass through." Um, so I took him to campsite, and uh, first turn did the TK MJ out because he had three objects with exospecs, a ring, and something else. Uh, rolled three paparazzi and broke them all before he got a turn. And it just went downhill from there. Um. So then my then my next game in the in the top eight round was against uh, Lucas, uh, who was playing Immortal Hulk and Batman Tri Sentinel. Um, I don't, I honestly don't even remember what else was on his team. Jay probably has the. I think yeah, I think he had a seventeen seventy six as well yeah. as Marvella, uh, Mary Jane, and Magneto. The three M's. Uh, Hulk, Batman, seventy six, Mary Jane. I can't tell if this Marvello is sideline or not. Uh, Sentinel and Magneto. I think it's Mar- Marvello on board. Yeah, because he got rid of Ace. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. The points about work out. I can't remember where else. Oh, he did take away Dark Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, the point. I guess it does look like main force there. Yeah. Mm. So he he was my he was my top eight opponent, and um, I hadn't really touched on this, but I did play against a couple seventy sixes. Uh, throughout the tournament, and they don't really affect my... A single one doesn't affect my team unless they get close to me. And that right. was part of my part of my thought process when building the team. Because really the three actions that I take almost all the time are going to be Magneto doing something if I'm trying to get close, uh, Spider Pharaoh carrying people, and Punisher taking his action. Um, if I'm already close and need to charge with a 76 or something like that, then I just replace Magneto's action. So going down to three actions doesn't bother me. Um, so I don't, I don't think single, like 
single 76 wasn't particularly disruptive for me. I was double would have been if I had faced another double, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I, I won map against, against Lucas set up. Um, I made use of the blocking terrain in on campsite to hide myself while I grabbed my objects from his Batman and sent out Marvella to break objects with paparazzi because that's very important. Um, he did position his uh, 76 correctly so that I couldn't actually destroy uh, his objects, though. Right. Which, it, because I, I didn't didn't cover this earlier, but if you put if you have your own 76 and you put him on the front uh, box of your starting line, mm-hmm. it makes any paparazzi trying to break your objects a costed action because they are in his uh, influence zone. Yeah, when they're, they're, in, they're in row 17 and he's in row 23. So. Yep. So that actually that actually made a difference, and I wasn't able to to break his objects. So I just grabbed him and walked back, and he was able to recover the ones that he needed. Um, but so then turn two, I set up, did the energy explode thing, killed Batman, killed the killed the Tri Sentinel, I believe. Um, gave Hulk a whole bunch of tokens, uh, <laughs> and then and then it went and then Perfect. it went back and forth, and it, it was basically me just trying to mitigate the damage that Hulk could do to me over the next you know, 30 minutes or however much long was left in the game. And it, it was a very good game, and I enjoyed it, but I did end up coming out ahead at the end. Cool. And then my, my last game was against uh, Robert with the the Barkley team. And uh, that was that was streamed uh, by PG, I believe. But I, I looked back, and I couldn't find the recording, so I don't know if he's going to be uploading that later I, I, or... I don't see his recordings of my other games either. Yeah, so I'm, I'm... Yeah, it was definitely... Uh, David did the final and Adam's top four, so it must have been PJ unless something happened, yeah. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he'll get that up at some point. Um, he he won map with his plus 13, which is pretty insane. Um, but I kind of I kind of had a plan. Uh, I lost Magneto right away, was able to move my force out into the middle of Ancient Hold, because, big shock, Barkley takes you to Ancient Hold. Um, and over the course of a few turns, I popped some blocking and was actually able to get a shot on Ivy and killed her and with, with Punisher shooting out blocking and then taking a shot at what was behind it. And that actually put me in the lead, and I was in a, in a reasonable spot for the game, I think, at that point, and uh, unfortunately, we we all missed that uh, that Barkley couldn't outwit through people. Stress got to us or whatever, so he was able to move uh, move Valeria up uh, with her free bounce, outwit uh, Invincible, spin me next to a wall, and then through people, Barkley, I let Barkley outwit me, and he was able to finish Punisher off, and that basically sealed the game. Um, I can't say for sure that I would have won. He still would have been able to hit me. I would have been on last click with Punisher without the outwit. Um, so I, I very well might have still lost, but it, that definitely sealed it as opposed to leaving me with a chance. I mean, at that point, top four, you know, that's already the third round of the day. And What's yeah, this? Marvella's still alive? Because I would have, I based on the position he used against me, I would have assumed he just sidesteps his Devenom out of the way. Uh, I had paparazzi in the way is the problem. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
I think at that point of the day, that's a reasonable mistake because he has improved. For for reference, the power is at whip with minimum range 10. Uh, and then when he uses it, he has improved hindering uh, elevated blocking. So at that point, you know, forgetting like, that he oh, is yeah. not everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's old, a reasonable problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will say I, I have made top cuts before I... I top cut it in in some nationals I've, I've done well in things but this was the farthest i've ever gotten so i was feeling more stressed than i am used to so i think it i think it got to me at that point and just kind of missed some missed some little things but i'm really happy overall with my performance and my team for the day yeah congratulations man top four I'm just oh, thinking if there's anything before Adam goes on for an hour, give or take. Uh, oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. That, it's at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, it's a lot of give before, and not so much take. We've joked before that patrons will eventually get to vote on either if Adam goes short or if he has to go, like, super long. Like, I don't know. Sometimes we're on the phone for five hours. Like, that would be lunacy, but I don't know. The, the download numbers don't lie, so I think that would actually be a thing. But uh, I don't. I don't think I actually have anything before you go into your stuff. So, so am I, am I going? Or? Yes, uh, okay. uh, that's your lead-in. If you, if oh, okay. Exist. So, uh, top top sixteen uh, was possibly one of the worst games of HeroClix that's ever been recorded. Uh, <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna just see embarrassing stuff all around, uh, and some of like the, the the most embarrassing Vulture games you've ever seen, like that that is a game where the summary of the game is. We both had a vulture. Both of our vultures attacked. No extra charges were taken. Like, I, I've never heard of such a thing before. Uh, mine this was is closer the, uh, this, than his. But, this yeah. is the reason they aren't watch-listing vulture. They just watch that one game, and they're like, ah, it's no big deal. Right, it's no big oh, deal. Oh, right. gosh. Yeah, so you, you basically, I won map, at which point, so the, my, I had, over, overnight, because I knew I was playing him, I spent a lot of time thinking about how the matchup goes, and basically the thought was, well, if I go first... I get to break his zero ring, and I don't think he can really do anything. Uh, and then if I go second, he's probably going to take me to Ancient Hold, and I don't like that. So I'm going to really hope I win map, which I did. Uh, the funny part is he rolled a three immediately on map, and he's like, well, I guess you take it. And I'm like, well, I do have to roll. And so I rolled a three. So we had to re-roll. <laughs> uh, but then I got it on the second round. Uh, and then basically my first turn is go to Metal Arena, do the normal send up Magneto, break his object. Uh, make chaos, do all that stuff, and then, uh, and then in that particular matchup, just because of to make sure I have an option to break some blocking if he makes chaos, uh, Valeria goes up a little further than usual and breaks FTI, so that next turn she can sidestep up, uh, roll spin herself in order to, uh, in order to spin ring the Magneto up two squares, which gets me the distance I need to break uh, blocking in certain squares, uh, if I needed to force my way through a, a Lord Gaia. Uh, instead, he went for the the a disruptive play where basically he uh, equipped spin, swapped it over so he could TK, TK'd up Jason, and then mind control chain starting with Magneto. Uh, he got Magneto, uh, but Magneto did not get Valeria, which was the most important of this sequence. And then he immediately missed. Uh, so he missed with the Magneto, and then I forget who he mind controlled next, and then missed with them, and then finally he just missed Chaos. Uh, and so he had the three misses to make Firestorm, which he did. Uh, I still I still actually think making Firestorm was probably correct there, although I, I know some people afterwards told me they didn't get why he bothered. Uh, my theory was, if somehow my Vulture just does nothing, then he has an extra prob on his Vulture turn, so he might as well have it. Whereas, 
if my vulture is taking out his whole team, whether the firestorm there is or isn't there isn't going to make a difference. Right. Uh, and so what happened on my turn is I went for, uh, which PJ pointed out, I sequenced, I just did the things in the wrong order. Uh, if I had done it in the right order, it would have all been legal. But I illegally uh, sequenced such that I was doing TK stuff before I was retailing with Magneto. Uh, but Magneto can just retail first. And the reason is to place him a bit closer uh, for, some, for some stuff later because he'll have outwit. Uh, and honestly, he doesn't even really need to retail there at all. He can just sidestep up, uh, and he gets the distance he needs to have gotten the outwit. Except then I forgot to use his, the outwit he, he got from Valeria. Because uh, I, I, I was like, oh, well, that makes it even easier, because now I can just outwit Firestorm Toughness. And if either attack hits, I get the other attack still. Uh, to, to, like, if the first attack hits, I get to just get a free attack on Jason instead of needing two into Firestorm to kill him to continue. Right. Uh, and then what ended up happening was... Uh, on the Alpha Strike attack, where I have a Molecule Man for the problem in my favor, uh, 13 attack on a 17, meaning a 4, I roll a 3 immediately. Well, that's not good, at least I have this prob, because I know I need to hit him twice, so I use it. So, of course, I get a crit miss. Uh, mm. which, is, which is, you know, always the way to start the game. So I didn't even have to make him use a prob on it. Like, I just got the crit miss. <laughs> right away. Uh, yeah. And so I had to take a damage, lowered my attack value, so now I'm needing a uh, 5 to hit. Uh, but I did hit the second attack, thankfully. The problem is, uh, because I forgot to outwit his toughness, three damage doesn't kill him. Which means uh, I had to kill him with the knockback, but Vulture doesn't get any charges off that. So, like, I got the 40 points, I got to take him off the map, but, like, I've spent my Vulture Alpha Strike, took a pushing damage, went to click three, because I had already taken the one from the unavoidable, and, like, I'm trying to figure out what the heck I do and not just immediately lose to his Vulture. Uh, and so eventually, after probably two or three minutes of looking at different ways to place, I found a setup where I could sidestep Magneto in order to pick up Valeria on a move uh, so that I could uh, spin ring his Dark Phoenix, followed by Master Magnetizing his, uh, his Tri-Sentinel to kill them both. Uh, so he had no retails on his turn, at least. Uh, and then his turn ended up basically being his Vulture went over to try and KO, uh, knock that KO my Valeria that was over by his stuff because uh, he had three plus the knockback from the super strength and then he just whiffed needing like a seven or something uh, and he just rolled like a five uh, and so that that was kind of how that game went for him and then after that I I mean I was just very ahead uh, I was I don't remember exactly exactly what I killed but I it ended up being like 140 to 35 by the end there was one turn or he maybe could have done something. Uh, but I, the, the worst-case scenario for me would have been a tie, and it would have been a roll. Actually, no, because I think it turned out we agreed that there was no way he could... Yeah, yeah, the, the only way that he... Well, the only way he was getting ahead would have been uh, to kill Jason through his stuff, and basically the only way it happens is he has to immediately roll a five or six on Blades with Chewie and me not get shape change. Uh, because if he deals two, three, or four damage and puts me on the mastermind, then the second attack just can't kill Jason. Uh, because I just masterminded over to 76, who so doesn't die because he has charge. Unless so at that not. point he crits. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, he could crit on the, right, on the second attack. Yeah. I, I think I actually just shape-changed it, so he didn't, he didn't get to make the attacks. Uh, so yeah, so that, that didn't work out. Uh, that, that was just a weird game. And then even from there, if he only gets the Jason... Uh, he's he's actually not ahead uh, on the points at that point, just because of what was already dead, I don't think. Because I think that would have put him just over 100, and I was like 130-something by that point already. 
so I don't even know that that would have won the game if he got the Jason. I think he would have needed to get Jason and something else in order to make it work. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was a weird, weird Vulture game. Uh, and then in top eight, uh, it was against Isaac again, playing the exact same team that he had for Nationals. Uh, and it, it went a bit differently. He didn't go to campsite. So I didn't have all that nice blocking to start with on the map to help protect my stuff. Uh, and so instead, uh, I had a setup where I was like, well, there is a way that he could theoretically, like, just six Vulture. But basically, no matter what he does to do it, it's going to mean I'm going to get a 13 attack Dark Phoenix retail on his Batman and the rest of his backline stuff. And so if that's what he wants to do, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to stop he, him. Uh, did he go with WWE Arena then? or? Yeah, he went with WWE Arena, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so my my blocking terrain, I make like I think I made seven on turn one. Uh, might have been eight. I don't remember how I TK'd the arms. I think TK with the arms... Had, uh, did I make Chaos that game or no? I think I made Chaos immediately that game, which is why uh, I was able to get... I was, uh, I was able to TK the arms over, and then I was able to get eight scores of blocking, which meant all my small stuff was protected, Proteus, who was in front of Dark Phoenix, was protected, and I had enough blocking on the side of Dark Phoenix that there was no way he could spin her to a position to get shot because there was no legal adjacent placement. Uh, and then Magneto was outside that blocking, so if he wanted to even try and hit her, he needed to kill Magneto first and then like put an atom in there to kill the Dark Phoenix. And so the line he went with was uh, send in with uh, Stargirl, have an atom break the blocking, and then the, the atoms go up adjacent to turn Marvella tiny so that he could shoot through her to shoot uh, Vulture for six. Uh, Ultimately, the Dark Phoenix retail was not as successful as I would have liked. Uh, he ended his attack sequence through all the theme probs on a three, uh, which hit Batman and missed everything else. Uh, or hit Batman and Waller and missed, and missed everything else. But because it killed Batman, even though Waller redirected to his big fate uh, to deal me a penetrating, I was able to heal first and then take the Mystics. So I was still alive. Uh, and then afterwards, she was able to attack to uh, actually finish off the big fate. So by the end of that, basically, we traded my Vulture... Uh, got traded for his Batman and his Big Fate uh, right off the bat. And then I was also able to deal some free damage to the Atoms with, uh, with Valeria and whatnot. How does, how does he get the six on Vulture? Does he, like, is he influencing Batman back? Yeah, he influences Batman. Because, yeah, okay. yeah he, he has influence, yeah. So yeah. it's influence turn one, influence turn two. He has three enhancements. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, the game, the, the game got scary towards the end because he got a bunch of trouble alerts that, could have could have been scary. I mean, he just needed like one or two, one one random hit on uh, one straight hit for five on Jason to end him right. at one point, uh, and it would have been fine for him. Uh, and then, but being ahead, the Batman and the Fates and the rest of his team over there, well, basically, I immediately kill. Like I killed the Stargo really quick, and I got one of the Atoms relatively quick too. So it's like one Atom on my side of the map for a good turn, and then he has to like spend a turn bringing in a Waller and a Fate to interact with them at all. Uh, and I've still got. Uh, Jason, Valeria, and 76 on my side of the map, even after Proteus dies. So it, that that was sort of the way that game went. And then uh, the next round was George, which was, uh, he took me to Ancient Hold, and he barriered up in, like, this... I always refer to them as the top, middle, and bottom rooms, depending on the orientation, so, like, it doesn't really matter which yeah, side yeah. you're on. Right. Uh, for the middle, mm -hmm. So you have the back room, right, which is behind all the doors, and then for the next set of rooms, it's top, middle, bottom, uh, and so he went in the, I'm going to call it the top room of that segment and barriered up. And basically on my turn three, uh, I found a sequence that allowed me to have Dark Phoenix carry up Jason, uh, Jason sidesteps over uh, into that room to make chaos, to break a piece of blocking. And then I have the TKs I need to send Vulture in. 
and I got, uh, I immediately took out both Marvellas, had to use the double charge there to break a piece of blocking that was between the two parts of his force. And then I was able to chip away everything. He ended up with, uh, what's his name? Punisher War Machine plus uh, Iron yes. Man after the revert and Gardner. Gardner was on click one. Uh, I did misplay slightly on the positioning. Uh, I left him a square in the room he could occupy to shoot with Punisher War Machine that I just shouldn't have, which ended up meaning that he was able to energy explode my whole team, heal his Punisher War Machine back up to top click, uh, kill my Black Vulcan plus my Brainiac and my Chaos, and chip Jason for three. Uh, and so there was there was a real possibility there. Like, he would have been able to kill Jason and put Vulture to, like, click four. Uh, but we, we looked at it after the game, uh, and I think we basically agreed that even then, the Dark Phoenix retail that comes in immediately is just it's just probably too much. Uh, I'm still up too many points once Gardner dies uh, that it, it's just too hard for his Punisher War Machine to get anywhere through the Marvella, uh, the Marvella blocking terrain after that, even if there was probably 10, 10 15 minutes left, which I think there was uh, after my, my Vulture turn ended. Uh, and then in the finals, uh, it was another Ancient Hold game. It was against the Barclay team. And basically 30 minutes probably were spent me creeping up, blowing out particular squares of blocking uh and then finally there was a turn where i realized i think i can actually get in this turn uh and so it took me a bit to find it and then i realized that stellar x was exactly the piece i needed to make it work uh <laughs> and so it ended up being uh carry up jason jason makes stellar x stellar x running shots to break a to break a door on the inside uh so that uh my vulture can go through and then uh, Vulture was able to take out everything but Venom in one turn. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, they they may have made an error on the watch list here. Where's that Stellarax? I keep telling people. Stellarax, too good. Stellarax was on the watch list because they got rid of uh, Cosmic Enclave, right? Oh. Cosmic Enclave <laughs> is really the problem. Stellarax is fine. He's just the downgraded version. He's got one less attack. He doesn't have outwit. He doesn't have power cosmic. I mean, come on. He's got, like, two less speed. He's got one less range. I don't know. He may have won the world champ. I mean, Vulture was probably a, a, a part of that as well, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give Vulture some credit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think Vulture could be watchlisted. I am in the minority on this. That I, I, don't just, I just don't think it's necessary. Uh, Vulture's been a piece... Yeah, you would. What? Sorry. No, no, I, no. I, no, for, for a I'm very specific reason. Like, it's, it's because like other pieces that are on the watches currently, like I don't think there's ever been a point. Like I think everyone, I'm the only, I'm also the only person who thinks that the, the fizzle errata is never, that everyone's been calling for is not truly necessary. I think tri Sentinel specifically was too good with it, but I never thought it was needed in general. Uh, and so like, okay, all the other stuff that's on the watch list, except maybe Captain Marvel. Like, I think those are all pieces that from day one, they should never have been allowed to, to stay the way they were. They were clearly going to be watchlisted at some point. Like, right. there was no way Chase Widow was going to come unscathed. She's just ridiculous. There's no way yeah. Valeria, and by proxy Groot, was ever going to stay unscathed. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Tri-Sentinel, I think, has been long overdue uh, for, for needing some sort of, of tamping down or errata, just because of the power level on that piece. Whereas Vulture is in an interesting place where, like, whereas Tri-Sentinel has just been consistently insane since the day he was printed, even before people realized Fizzling worked. Like, he was still one of the most played figures in the format and was really, really good. Right. And from day one. And he never dropped down to where, like, oh, no, this piece isn't good. And, like, he doesn't put up results. Like, no, he was always good. He was always putting up results. Always doing really well. The Vulture, on the other hand, really ebbed and flows. There were, there were good three, four-month periods where that piece was unplayable. 
there were other three, four months, like there was also just events where basically like one, one was played in Top Cut and it went the whole way with Frasier. It, uh, it makes and me... Then, and then it in makes, that same year, I don't think there was a single one that made Top Cut at Worlds. <laughs> it makes me blindingly angry that you sound like Anthony right now. Uh, whatever. I mean, so I think there's, I think there's ebbs and flows and there are things that could get printed in the next couple sets, which aren't that far away that mean that, okay, he was really well positioned right now, right after retirement happened. And we lost all the tools that we were using against him before. Like we, we lost a lot of stuff that was keeping him, keeping him down. I mean, unseen went away. Uh, ID cards went away. A bunch of other, like a bunch of the other really good alpha strike teams went away. Sam cap and not Sam, uh, Sam cap was the, the prior year. Uh, but the, all those things went away, and it's like, well, yeah, of course Vulture's going to be well-positioned. All the stuff that was making him not good is gone. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, even, so so it, all it takes is one or two figures in the next set that basically these figures are just really efficient, like cheap. You, you, all you need is, is like some 40-point figure with good keywords with like, he does nothing else. It's like, un, like an unseen type figure where it's like, okay, he has 12 range outwit with improved like characters and elevated. And all he does is outwit, and he doesn't do anything else. Like, if that figure gets printed, like, probably Vulture's not so good anymore because he's just going to take random losses because he can't do anything. And he, and it's cheap enough that you can counter him that way. Uh, so, I mean, I don't I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, honestly, I feel like in the abstract, Barkley's actually good against him. The problem is he doesn't have improved characters. Like, if Barkley just had improved characters, he would probably be a Vulture answer because you just turn into that dial, and you're just, like, carrying him up. I would Vulture's charge. Vulture does nothing. Uh, so, I mean, Barkley was close already. I think, I think Barkley might be a problem in his own right if he had that's a separate characters, question. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a separate question. Uh, I mean, he's already a problem, and I, I, I think maybe he deserves a new route, maybe not. I'm not sure. I, but definitely seems, definitely seems like it was not intended he could do that, do what he does that quickly. Yes. I mean, to be fair, he only really seems to be able to be fully effective on... Ancient Hold, and I already think that Ancient no, Hold. No, no, no. There's like, there's like four maps. Ancient Hold. There's, there's a few. Yeah. Uh, Hedge Maze. Um, I mean, King's Tomb to some extent. I, I, it's true. Stark there are other Tower ones to, that, to a reasonable extent because of all yeah, the elevated too. I guess I don't want to overstate it. it like, I mean, and, he, and, and, like zero he's good at a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, but I mean, in a way, you know, the zero argument is not so dissimilar to the argument with Vulture and Arms that, you know, if, if one of the, the best tactics is to be disruptive of your opponent's objects, then that is another tactic that exists within the game and sure. something that you can yeah. I, I I might actually be even more in the minority than Adam is. I think Vulture is only a problem because of the arms. I think without the arms, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think he's still way too powerful as a figure i mean he's he is he he is insane with arms even without arms i mean i had plenty of games in nationals where my opponent broke arms in turn one and i still wiped the whole team didn't matter uh i certainly like, it's do. possible to build certain teams where the arms are the difference but right. there's a lot of teams out there already where he's still trading 50 points for 70 80 points very quickly and forcing you to interact with him like the the big problem in, in terms of the way like on the 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 teams that did well with him and made top cut, I mean, all of them had something in common, which is they had really good retails to follow it up with, and they yeah. had a lot of other good good elements that you couldn't ignore. And so, like, the problem with Vulture is he's so cheap and efficient at what he does that, one, if you don't have a way to interact with him, you just lose, which is a problem. But then mm -hmm. even if you do, he threatens to just be too, require too many resources to deal with and then allow your opponent to punish you for it. Well, and the other thing that I don't like about Vulture is that one of the resources that you are losing out on against him in most cases is time. 
Like I just I yeah, don't like the up, way yeah. he takes up a lot of time. Same with Wingard. Yeah. In fact, Jason Wingard's even worse. Uh, yeah, he's worse. I I hate that about yeah. Wingard. His time. I mean, even even if you don't consider the actual power of those effects, it's yeah, the the clock consumption or eating through the clock like that is also just a, a thing. I mean, right? I, I think there's a be- there's an even better solution than that because they are not the biggest offenders in in, in modern hero quests right now. I think sidestep is. I think yeah, there's no fair. question. Sidestep is the single biggest like thing making basically turns take longer because sidestep exists. It's just that simple. Well, it doesn't uh, help. Back when we used to do you know, graphing or whatever on the mental lab, like it doesn't help that set after set we were seeing that it was the biggest piece of the pie of all of the movement power. Like it's not just as it exists, but they give it out like candy. And that's Oh I know. It's, it, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when they give you sidestep, it decreases your point cost by two. <laughs> it might. Like they, they like, I see figures that have sidestep. I swear. Yeah. I see figures that have sidestep like Marvella and I'm pretty and I'm like, I'm pretty sure if that didn't have sidestep it would be five more points. <laughs> well, it doesn't have enough of the movement attack, right? That's that's less good than having nothing, right? Right. Side, sidestep was often better than having movement attack. Like I, I was playing, uh, I was playing access to sidestep over having access to running shove and unimind. No, like, I'm just no, I'm yeah. just saying that oh, from the design from the pretend design perspective. I, I mean, it's better than no, it's not because charge is way less broken. Running shove. No, I, it, broken. It, no, I'm joking that the designer says, "Oh, having sidestep is worse than having nothing because it's not a move." it. never mind. I swear to God, with you. Uh, whatever. Side sidestep so. is obviously free because you have a zero point Yafit that gives it to your whole team. Yeah, At least twenty five. No, 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 no. You pay. No, Adam and I have agreed that you pay twenty five points for Yafit and then he generates. Right, he comes with it. He comes oh, okay. With okay. Yeah. 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 You don't you don't actually play Clairefin. Like that's ridiculous. Come on. In this case, yeah, okay, okay. support so, is free. So you right. so you pay twenty five points for Yafit, give your whole team sidestep and have a, a, a piece that you can be killed support. along with it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> now you're getting now you're getting how it works. Yeah, the only difference between Yafit and an actual figure is that if you only have bystanders as well as him, you lose the game automatically. That's the only difference. Sure, but it, it's whatever. Uh it did pretty much. I think everything on your team had sidestep, right? Except for. Uh, I mean, it's six. It's, except, six right? it's seventy-six and Proteus didn't. Oh, I mean, nobody cares about Proteus, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, it's seventy-six, and it's not even really fair to say seventy-six doesn't have it. Oh, just sure, he gets start. it. Well, I, and Proteus yeah. actually gets it too if he heals up. I think four, three times, which happened once. <laughs> it did happen. Like the, the notion of a piece without it is is practically anathema. I mean, it's it's almost more prevalent than Indom, which is a scary thing to say. In fact, it's, well, so it's almost—it's almost like it's part of the basic game mechanics. Right, right. Uh, I was gonna say it's almost an innate ability. ability. They just get rid of, They should just get rid of the power sidestep and just make it an inherent ability that every character has free move to. Right. Because oh. if, if they're gonna give it out like candy, they might as well just fundamentally change the game. Alternatively, sure, like they could just stop giving out the power, which would be my preference. That seems like a better option. But yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I like I, I even like I don't know what you do to fix that power like. The power is so 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 good. It's the, unreal. The power is so good, though. If they started giving it to less figures, would it just make all the figures that didn't have it unplayable? Though, no, I don't think it would. I don't think so. Especially, it depends on what kind of figures you're giving it to, too. Because one of the things they've been doing lately that I don't agree with is they give a leadership out like candy too now. Mm-hmm. Like leadership used to be a thing. Like you typically were spending some serious points to have that on your force. It's typically played on seventy-five, hundred, hundred and fifty point figures. Whereas now, like, you have 30-point leakers. Like, yeah, well, Valeria, Valeria we leaders. had Groot, we had the uh, 
the Tom's favorite Captain America is 25. I mean, like, and 50 points is all over the place, with Peter Griffin, right? I mean, but we have Magneto now. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, but yeah, it's, it's like, just like, oh, this is peace. Eh, just, why not? Just, just leadership. Too, why not? Yeah, so the, there, there are certain powers, I think, that, that need to be trimmed back a bit just in terms of their prevalence. Uh, but in terms of, like, the time sink stuff, like, honestly, Voltron is own. Like, yeah, he can, he can eat up a lot of time. Uh, but he's also game ending when he does. So it sort of is justified in that way. Jason less so, because he's not usually ending the game. He's usually just doing a bunch of damage and not killing anything. Right. Uh, so Jason is a little harder to justify. He's but, also uh, multiple different roles to, to the action. In, right, in yeah. Movie. Yeah, and there's, yeah, he takes, he's also a lot more time for a similar number of attacks. Because you also he has have double to... the number of attacks. You also kind of have to th- like I don't want to say you have to think it through more with Jason, but in a way, there's it's a little more unexpected since you don't know exactly the stats of all the pieces that you're going to be able to grab. And oh, I mean, Jason's definitely worse in the sense because like so, Vulture he's always moving himself, so it's very right. easy to plot out the paths. For Jason, you're half moving your opponent's pieces. Yeah, and you <laughs> well, don't know which means, ones are going to hit, so yeah. you can't really and, plan and, the whole well. Thing and, out. and then there's breakaway rolls. I mean, like the sheer number of rolls you can have if your opponent has like seven, six figures. The yeah. sheer number of rolls that can happen in a Jason chain. Well, yeah, so yeah, in rollouts and, and, and yeah, you can say breakaways. Yeah, I mean, and in a given like, turn, Jason rules global leadership, and that can be a decision. You have sidestep, you have free make a pog. The the pog does stuff. It can be autonomous. You know, might control those characters, and then he might just have enough attacks or whatever that you get right. to make both a trouble alert and a troublemaker if things line up perfectly. Right. Like yeah, that, can, that can all happen. Mm-hmm. And, and in yeah. terms of his mind control sequence, like if they have six characters. That might be six attacks with Jason, six attacks with their characters, and six breakaway rolls. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yep. And then and, and, and we're assuming that we're not even taking into account shape changes, super senses. Super senses, all that stuff that happens, right. Yeah. And then and then there's also the decision oh, of where do I have to move these figures to. Ugh. Right? Like, that's just... No. And the order of figures, and do I need to move figures to get position for other mind control, and oh, yeah. it's and, Or just... do I need them adjacent for other things, to make it so that the next one can attack this one? I have like, to say that you know, having played through the last you know nationals and now and now rock worlds as well, another p- thing that I never really before thought was getting out of hand, but now I'm starting to really feel it in my gut is just is the troublemakers and the trouble alerts. It it feels like it's too much to be able to do them as many times a turn, let alone a game, as you're able to with some of the chains we're talking about. I mean, I, yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, they were yeah. they were always really really powerful. Uh, at least when IDs were around, they were sort of like the second tier in terms of like eating up sideline slots. Sideline space, so every, yeah. Right, yeah, so the sideline space was actually a real limitation then, and so that mm-hmm. sort of made sense rel- in terms of relative balance. Now that they're gone, the troublemakers and troublers, I mean, especially with the power level of some of the new ones, it's mm-hmm. just, they're... they're well, well, and I the mean, power level relative to their cheap, cheap point cost, especially with the yeah. troublemakers. Yeah, once they come in, right, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think a case could be made that every single one of those... Like, they'd actually be more fair if they were all brought into their highest point lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, a resource that essentially costs zero points, and then, like, the Troublers were, like, it felt a little better before Vulcan or whatever, because it was like, oh, okay, I'm making up for, you know, I'm already losing, I'm missing attacks, I, they might get more points or whatever, they weren't that broken, but then you get, you're, like, pressing the advantage on top, like, you hit three attacks in a turn, or you crit hit, and then you get these ludicrous pieces, right? Like, oh, oh I the trouble, and the then... Trouble alerts, the trouble alerts in particular Vulcan are definitely way scarier than troublemakers for me. Yeah. They, they're sure. not way more of a problem. So, like, the thing is with the troublemakers, 
I, I am generally of the mind, and I learned this lesson from Black Glove Demon and Bronze, which is that <laughs> you, you cannot reward players for the bad things that happen in the game, because then you just make the game state way more complicated and take way, like, you just create problems on the timing side and the action economy side. Because what happens is, normally, if I have to go and it's like, okay, I gotta hit you three times and then I get an extra advantage, like, okay, I'm winning more. Like, I was already doing well, so now I get to do a little bit better. So those kinds of effects are usually okay. I mean, we see stuff like that all the time. Doppelganger works that way, right? If you hit them twice, you get to attack again. If Doppelganger works the other way, where when he misses, he gets to attack again, like, that would be actually scarier in a lot of instances because but now you, like, know you're getting attacked. It's however many attacks he's doing, he gets to do all of them because you get, so you're... To, you get the upside of you either flurry up front and you hit them or you miss them and you get to flurry again, right? So no matter which way right. it happens, it's bad for you. Whereas if it's you have to hit the twice to get the extra flurry, then it's like, okay, well, as long as either of those two miss, then he's done. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, though, it, it's both right now, right? <laughs> like, no, right, no right. Now, and now it's both, right? The problem of it being both is also an issue. But for me, the trouble alerts are definitely the, the bigger problem than the troublemakers, at least in I the agree. Stack. They're also, the trouble, you know, deeper dialed one, though. The trouble alerts are and also so good that you're sometimes okay with, even before, even before, like, Black Vulcan, but now if you crit miss, it's like, oh, I would rather yeah, just upside. have... Like, Black... a crit missing should not be an upside. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so basically what you're saying is that the the fact that you can get rewarded for missing just overcomplicates the game state and evaluating the game state and, and just and, yes. and the actual and, turns, and, right? Like right. nobody and plays like, a turn unless you are going for trouble trouble alerts with like star fights. Nobody goes in their turn assuming they're going to miss. Unless that, you're playing Mary Jane Watson for 15 points. Right. Yeah. Yep. Who does it autonomously? Yeah. And and to be fair, Mary Jane Watson was the most often built figure she was the World single most played figure yeah for this i yeah. think she was it was it 20 21 is what my count was uh i counted 26 26 okay so there more were, than marvel i knew there were some teams i was missing so that, yeah marvel the top three were uh mary jane at 26 Watson, and then, 76, and then 76 at 25 and then marvel at 23 yeah get out of here no, the only seven, 76 was actually second yeah yeah and then and then i think uh i think the fourth is like try something like 13 you're, yeah, you're correct. It, at, thir- wow. at, uh, at 14. So 14, it's, so okay. yeah, Marvella exceeds it by almost 10, by 9. <laughs> right. I mean, it's crazy. And then so by comparison, there were five vultures, if you include yeah. the early part of Saturday. Right. right. And I was going to say, for what it's worth, I took the numbers of at least t- uh, what made it in top 16. Uh, top four had three, because John had two and Adam had one. So one winner had one. Uh, mm-hmm. Top 16, there was w- w- um, three teams with one. And then there were two teams with two, so there were seven in top 16, which isn't, you know, it's not breaking the whole game, but that's still notable, wait, wait, right? Seven, seven what? Mary- there were seven total comprised of one, three teams with one each. 76. And then yeah. two teams oh, with two oh, each. Oh, I thought he was talking about Marvel, or, um, uh, Mary Jane. I was like, there's way more Mary Janes than that. Yeah, and then Vulture yeah, was, was 76. Yeah, three Vultures, two knocked out in first round, single elimination, and the, obviously the winner. Yeah. So I, mean, I actually think for top 16, did it did it turn out that Valeria was the most played piece in top 16? Because there were nine. I I don't know. I didn't let any math. Though. I would I would have to do. I haven't done the math, but it wouldn't shock me. The thing that does shock me is not only the fact that Mary Jane is the most often played, but because there's no incentive particularly to play two of her, then of that 26, that's 26 across 25 teams. <laughs> like oh, the 76 gosh. and the Marvella are 20s across, you know, uh, some team. Oh, I mean, there was a, there was a team with five Marvellas. Right, exactly. <laughs> there was only one person. We talked we talked about earlier, Oscar. He was the only one who played two Mary Janes. Everyone else played one. So out of 54 teams in total that played on the weekend, 
nearly half of them have Mary Jane, which is staggering to me. I mean, she's she's absurd. Yeah, her her just her sheer value is just in incalculable. It feels like. I, I mean, I I did a rough calculation for for the pieces. I was like, okay, I think I think if 1776's 50 point dial was 70, I think he wouldn't be quite as bad. He'd be enough of a commitment on points that I think he wouldn't be so he wouldn't he'd still be really good, but he wouldn't be like oppressive like he feels right now. And then for yeah. Marvella, I was like at 25 with her kit. I think that's and that's high enough that that it's okay. And then Mary Jane, I was like, I'm pretty sure I still play her at 40. <laughs> well, uh, well, that's the problem, yeah. isn't it? Like they they print these effects, and it's just like this is a ludicrous effect. And then they print it on like the most undercosted thing, right? It's like Vulture is a I 60 mean, point win condition. Really problem. Like Valeria, if Valeria was 60, 65 points or something, which is a lot closer to like the Shredders were. It's like, okay, I can understand. So she's different. She doesn't have the attack power and survivability, but she has all the support stuff instead. Right. Maybe they, she had a couple extra clicks or something. But When they like, print an effect that's inherently that powerful, it's either so overcosted you can't play it, or it's so undercosted that it just breaks everything. There's, it's I don't pretty think... rare it's in the sweet spot of, like, this is about right. Right? I mean, it's because it's, it's a hard thing to do. I mean, I don't fault them for that. So, I mean, and also Valeria is great. Like, I mean, Valeria wouldn't see as much play without her ping power, but she oh, she'd would still, still see play. play. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't think she would see much less. When yeah, she was I previewed, she I loved her for her kit alone, and then, oh dear God, that right. So yeah. Uh, whereas on the other side, like Groot, if he doesn't, if he, if he gets errated to to fix that trait, like I don't even know that he gets played. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Well, he really isn't getting played much now. Like he was well, we one. Well, that... Valeria. Why would you bother? Yeah. I mean. I'm I'm I know I'm on the on the opinion that I'm hoping the errata is once per action. Um, Why would that fix he, anything? Uh, it fixes force blast and knockback. Yeah, yeah that's not the problem. <laughs> I I not I I did not I did knockback. Well, it's a problem. <laughs> it's I mean, it's yeah. a problem, but I mean for for me with Valeria, I I I did knockback damage off Valeria literally zero times in worlds. I think twice in nets, and both were the same game. I mean, so the, the knockback is not the issue. The fact that she can just, oh, no attack, free kill, like, retaliators, or, like, the, the other thing is the dial manipulation that she gives you, where it's like, oh, mm. okay, so the character has shape change on this click. Well, I don't need outwit. I just Valeria you to the click without it. Sure. Like, the sheer utility of that, and then the fact that it's just, okay, so you, 35 points for her and spin. Like, the last time we had an effect that did that was, you know, the Shredders, and the cheapest one was 85 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get an effect similar to that. Yeah. And she's I mean, better in a lot of ways. I to, to, Just to take John's suggestion a little further, I think I would be okay with it being once per turn um, as opposed to once per action. I, but... I, I still think it would be too good. I, I'm, I'm firmly of the camp. It should just... It, it's my, I said from the beginning... Should, the fix should be exist. Only, no, only in your opponent's turn. It's a, de- it's a defensive effect. It's not an offensive effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine too, frankly. Like, if, if you... Because if, the once per, like, once per action or once per turn or whatever, I mean, if for whatever reason... Your opponent decides, I want to place nine things next to your Valeria. It's like, I have no problem with her dealing damage, a damage to each of them. I don't, I don't, that's fine. That seems perfectly reasonable to say, if you want to place near my Valeria, you're going to take damage. It's completely unreasonable to say, it doesn't matter what you tried to do, I'm going to make you take damage. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like super poison. Well, the Shredders are the best possible comparison. And to your point, there was no cheap Shredder. Right. I mean, and they no, still got the, tons the, of blood. 85 was the cheapest of that similar type of effect because the cop cards were 90 as well. In practice, well, I think put the 70, I mean, it's not really 85 because you don't have to play the trait, but sure, let's call it 85. 
Oh, he was 75 base? Okay, so fine. Yeah, so and then the optional trait. Like, okay, you, you generally would, base. but still, right? Yeah, I thought he was... Well, and, I, and, and we did sort of get the, the new version of it with uh, Prime Venom, who's 80 now. Right. Like, and in a world without Valeria or something, he might be reasonable. But in a world I, with I Valeria, and then you also, like in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's a similar type of effect on the ping, and she's 95. Mm-hmm. And Valeria also has the range component, right? Like four is it nothing? Like in the grand scheme of things, also with her mobility, right? Like she can oh, get she's crazy. Her mobility, yeah, because she can. If she gets really once lucky, she's equipped, I mean, once she's equipped, she minimum minimum range of fourteen squares because she right. moves eight side steps to herself mm-hmm. one. Right. If she voops eight, like six and then sidestep, then you have her speed, and it's just and it, yeah, so like you said, minimum. So it can, yeah. so it's anywhere between like fourteen and and nineteen squares of reach because of the three on spin. Just from herself. Right. Whereas, so. you know, a Shredder can't do that. <laughs> as yeah. much as you might try, Shredder ain't doing that. Cop cars were never doing that. Like, cop cars ain't got nothing on Valeria. No, well, cop cars are, are the particularly absurd example. Because, I mean, even with Shredder, like, Shredder was a lot more than just the ping effect. The ping effect was just so awesome. But they were also hard to kill. Uh, they came back to life. Uh, they did a lot right, of their right. damage through actions, et cetera, et cetera. They were doing something with their extra points. Um, yeah, the cop cars were more or less doing this. Right, for uh, 90 cop, points. But yeah, yeah. Cop, well, cop cars feel less good than Valeria, even considering that Invincible didn't exist at the time. And also remembering that they were only reasonable in, in Golden Age, so not even a modern consideration. Right, they weren't even efficient enough in modern. So. Weren't it, yeah. I mean, so... Like she's just she's she's absurd. I mean, I think I think Groot is actually st- the the effect is still too powerful on Groot as it exists. But I'd at least be willing to entertain the argument that maybe Groot's different because his kit isn't so absurdly efficient anyway. Right. Like yeah. he's not just like oh it's I have this really broken effect. Also, I'm just on this like top tier A lister support piece that you're gonna play anyway. Well, I mean, with, to be fair, that's when I think John's point is it really comes to the fore, is the how much the stacking effect of knockback becomes ridiculous when you don't need line of fire and it's that easy to get multiples in the area. So I think no matter what, they need to do something about it. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, aside from, like, the, the first point of knockback, because I think his point was you want to do it once for action. I mean, if you have two groups and you have, say, Traitor, who's right. swapping the spin ring and influence ring, that's still four da- it's eight damage a turn. Yeah, it's, that's what I mean. It's it's too much. If it's yeah. once per action, like that, yeah. so once per action, clearly, it's clear. So clearly, knockback isn't really the issue. It's not the fact you can trigger multiple on the same knockback, because like that's already still too good. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. right there, but, and that is but, once per action. Uh, because yeah. spin ring is an action. It's a free action. The second action. Right. 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 No. No. Right, I, yeah. I. I. I get that. Um. Main, mainly, my thought on that is because we really haven't seen. Groot or that sort of stuff have an impact. I'm I, not I sure it's that it's... there's no reason to play him right now. So, like, the first instance of that effect is the one that's really powerful. The additional mm-hmm. copies aren't that important. And right. there's no reason to play Groot in a world where Valeria still exists. Mm-hmm. And if Valeria gets nerfed and he doesn't, I mean, he's going to see tons of play. He's just crazy if he still mm-hmm. has an effect. I mean, I think well, there's no question that that's the case. I mean, presumably they're on the watch list for the same reason, right? So yeah, it's the answer I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it would be an odd... Well, well, I mean, one thing in common choice. is... Uh, in, Except for Iceman, all those figures have something in common, which is they all do free damage without rolling. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tur- turns out that's historically been a problem in Hero Plus. That nope. is an interesting point that I didn't put together until just now. Yeah. Huh. And, and it's not the first time that effect has been on the watch list. So, I mean, it, it, 
Like the idea that, oh, you just need to do it a little bit less often. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> not for not with Valeria. And it's and it's worth not forgetting that we also have Black Vulcan in the environment. Oh yeah, to, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> I mean, I, and, I'm. I'm I, would it, would they actually need Errata to just change the trouble alert mechanic? Or could they do that like titles, or they could like do it in the core rules? Uh, well, what I, sort I don't. Of a, what sort of an update are you talking about? Like, if you were to I, say something to fix them, they're really like, like how like. I guess he's going for kind of how, like, they changed all of ID cards in the rules update sort of thing, right? right? And they did it for title characters when they did the update to make it so you couldn't just have a friendly to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Hard I to mean, say. Wanted, could, they, could they, like, update the trouble alert text without having to errata, like, errata them it's... to just, like, to fix them? Because I think, I think I agree with you, Tom, they're just too good. And yeah. so, like, that's another thing that could help is, like, I think, I think it's possible you could get away, like, if they don't fix trouble alerts, I think Mary Jane's going to find herself on a watch list by the time she retires. I just think there's no way around it. She's too good with with the, the she's already too good even without the ability to just get a free like Vulcan anytime you roll six on your paparazzi. She's already really powerful at fifth. The fact that she gets to do that too is just puts her way over the top. Agreed. Yeah. And so yeah. like uh, something like I don't know, uh, make I... it so that only only attacks from standard characters count towards trouble alerts maybe. That, that would be very helpful, all things considered. That would be yeah. interesting, yeah. No star fights, no... Yeah, right. that's... So, like, uh... Because like, one of the tricks I was doing in, in some... In, well, not in... In these two specific events that didn't happen, but in testing, is in certain Widow matchups, it's like, I get my third attack specifically using Yafit, because he's autonomous. Like, oh, and then And that way I know I can get a Vulcan. So, like, there were certain te- games in testing where it's like, okay, the idea is I send in with Vulture, I probably kill, like, a happy... And then I'm probably going to miss twice. And so I need a way to force that third miss in. And like Yafit was a really good way to do it. Because he gets to poison. And then he gets the third miss. And then he brings in Black Vulcan who can poison. Which can immediately take Chase Widow off the top two clicks. Like that was sort of the, right. the plan. In, in that For certain variations of that matchup. Like if Yafit couldn't do that. It's like I don't know what I do there. Like that seems. That, that, that's a more interesting like scenario then. Because it's, it's not just automatic take her off those clicks. Right. I mean, like, it's there's also an, an argument that could be made. I'm kind of I'm I'm weighing this out in my brain to see whether I actually believe it. But let's assume I'm playing the devil's advocate. Um, an argument could be made that part of what makes it so absurd is the ability to do it so consistently, like whether it be turn over turn or within a game. So even if it were the only the ability to activate a troubler or troublemaker was a once per game effect, regardless of how many people you have that satisfy the requirement on your sideline. That is another way they could address it. Yeah, that, that would that would. I think I, I would that prefer would that just version. Pay yeah. points, like some literally something, right? Like just one one point each. <laughs> even if we go off, even if we go off student IDs, like three points, I I, I would pay. There's often a lot of times where you have like three points left over. I'd pay three points for Vulcan. Yeah, no I doubt. totally pay for six, nine points to sideline Vulcan, Brainiac, and something else of your choice. That's that's perfectly reasonable, even in this day and age, right? So that's one of the hardest yeah. errata, though. Errataing a point cost is hard to. I, I I'm convinced it can't be done. I yeah. like the closest we've ever gotten was the Bizarro errata, and that was really more changing the text of his trait. Right. It changed the number of tokens he could Yeah. Have. Has there ever been anything you pay to sideline? I can't think there. I don't think pay there. Pay to sideline. Uh, well, Galactus with the Herald, right? 
Well, you pay for the dial, and then, like, I don't know. Like, and he goes on the side of the line. I don't understand how this Yeah, happens. what about, like, Dario Wagger or whatever it is? That I'm thinking I mean, specifically, you like, you pay line. points. I don't, I don't think there's... only on the sideline. I think I mean, the closest yeah. is ID cards for most intents and purposes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of, like, main force things that you pay points, and then you put a thing on the sideline. That's very cool. Right, I'm talking, like, you just pay points to put something on your sideline for an effect. Uh, just for itself? I don't know of one offhand. The Galactus is the closest, I think. Well, the I would argue that IDs are the closest. No, because IDs are actually on your main force. No, but for, for, for all intents and purposes... <laughs> well, well, there's a difference of, there. So, of, like, the Galactus dial is the game element, and it's on your sideline. The IDs are on your sure. main force. I don't know. It's, it's a bit something. They're just uh, the fact that there's no investment really. Like, oh no, my side. They count against my sideline, which is only consisting of them, right? Like that's not an argument, right? Like I mean, how it's not an it argument. Only, that limitation only matters when you're playing specifically like shifting focus widows or Jason. For everything else, that's, it's basically irrelevant. Yep. Right. It, it's it's uh, well, their balance. And the new Fantastic Four is the other one. Right. The argument is that right. balanced because it's balanced amongst itself, which is just not true. Like I don't like. I generally don't like when there's only one of a type of mechanic. Like, I don't like the fact that there's only one. Like, it's if you're not playing Galactus, it's like, oh, it kind of feels bad because you're not playing that mechanic. Or it's you're not playing... Uh, I, I, if you're I not playing WWE Ring, playing it's the only terrain. Is I, 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 and I still don't play it. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's it, it's just not that good. So, it's whatever. You mean okay. Galactus? I guess. No, no, no. WWE Ring. Oh. There are situations where it's useful. Right, but then it's, it's not because you might as well have one. My specific context for that, I remember, was Popper, where it was literally, you know. But uh, yeah, I guess to wrap up the this talk before I go into questions, because it's getting a bit on the long, even for I'm not even for Adam, but for normal people. Uh, I guess the question <laughs> is: We already talked about like Mary Jane's numbers. Like, how do we feel? that the lining up or how do we feel that the numbers of stuff that was actually played line up with what we expected? Um, Does that make uh, sense? I think there were that's pretty close. I mean I think I feel like there were fewer vultures than I expected. I think there were fewer There are fewer widows than I expected. Definitely there's, fewer widows than I expected. I can agree there's, with that. There's one um one stat that I, I didn't mention earlier, but when I was kind of looking at the teams and generally grouping them under a sort of a general concept, you know, like Chase Widow and Friends as a concept, or Fantastic Four as a concept. Mm -hmm. The concept that got played the most was Punisher War Machine on Spider-Man Family. Like, there were eight of those. And I suspect that's largely because, John, you won, Stephen won, I think you won another non-qualifier with it as well, right, John? Like, you won two I did, I did, yeah. Uh, My initial initial run with it was a 9-0 run in Winamaps. It's like, it's worth noting, like, so there's a bunch of people right now that are complaining about how good Jason is, and Jason's really good. Uh, there were more Punisher War Machines played than Jason's, on, on different teams at least. Right, uh, yeah. There was one team that played well, that also... there's slightly more of him in total copies, but... Well, the, the Punisher War Machine problem is, it's, it's. I think we talked about this before the show, but it's just kind of hard to tell how much of stuff that was played was based on the no rare, the no ownership thing, right? Like, if you're just, uh, you, you wanted, uh, you want to play Punisher War Machine because it's you know, whatever, and you and you don't need to afford it, then it's that's more I mean, of a draw. Considering the results and how many made it to Top Cut, I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. It would no, I, 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 it could, it was certainly a factor. I think potentially. I I think it is one hundred percent because he has free make an attack. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and I think and I think a lot of people were following. 
the tournaments that were leading up, you know, in the Discord and whatnot. And, and like, it just, it was such a dominant force that a lot of people jumped on board. I mean, the people who made mm-hmm. it through, like yourself, John, are certainly the people who know it well. But there will always be a team that is sort of the, 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 uh, the golden child of the moment. And I think that was kind of the case with this tournament. So I, I'm not putting too much stock in it, but I'm inter- it's an interesting thing to see. Well, and it was, it was also an easy team to pick up comparatively, which does matter. Um, I know Brad was talking on the Discord. He was the other one of the other or the other double seventy six uh, Punisher War Machine that topped, um, right. and he picked it up right before the tournament started. And he said he had no idea, but it was easy to use. So that's what, and a friend recommended it to him, and yeah. so I mean, that's what he went with. Of, it's just a bunch of inherently powerful that work reasonably well together. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. There's, there's well, not that much that's super complicated about him. It's just good. Yeah. Well, I also think there was the uh, the breath of new life because you look at the new set, you look at him, and you see, oh, I can add him to Spider-Man family if I play uh, Gwen of Arc, right? So what? You know, it was a joke because yeah. Jeez, I, I I can't with you anymore. But seventeen seventy six soldier, it all just, just falls just, together. You know, Jay, just because we don't laugh doesn't necessarily mean we don't know it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I have. It's definitely me not getting it. I know I'm not funny, even if it is a joke. Um, <laughs> I guess the follow-up question is because I know yeah. that Adam has a disdain for, you know, ancient Holden stuff oh, about I, the numbers I, on those. So, uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Tom, the most, yeah. the most played math. I actually didn't track. Oh, I haven't. I, I did track it, but I haven't done the math on it. But I, uh, I think, I think I saw, uh, I think I saw 14 copies. Yeah, I'm uh, and so it was it was like the number six game element. Oh <laughs> god, it was the number one map. So like I, I, never, I, WWE Arena was also extremely common for exactly the same reason in reverse. But yeah, so yeah, yeah it, the, would, the the three most common maps were those two, and I think uh, Head Maze. I would like to right, say so, that I don't think WWE Arena will be a problem anymore. Really? Because, because now Glen Grove yeah. Cemetery exists. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, it's WWE Arena outdoors. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's hindering instead of obscuring. And it's hindering instead of obscuring. Like, it's oh, the well, only actually, thing... No, okay, that's actually, that's actually less bad. Being outdoors is going to be a problem. But yeah, the, the trade-off. But being hindering... The thing isn't. Imagine, imagine campsite, but just a bunch of hindering instead of the water. Just, like, a whole bunch of hindering, uh, a couple patches of water, no blood. Uh, and no like that's the important thing. No, there, at least a little bit of blocking on on campsite is still relevant. Is campsite, blocking. campsite, even without the printed blocking, is fine because it has enough space to actually place blocking terrain on it for most matches. Like the camp, campsite is basically the equivalent of WWE arena when you want to go outdoors in the vast majority of matchups. Uh, the printed blocking just, terrain usually doesn't obstruct you that much. I just so posted I it in the chat if you want to take a quick look at it. But uh, yeah, so I think it's still yeah. conceived. You were saying, I, yeah, no, it's but I agree with that. I mean, that's just rock maps, right? Like we still have King's Tomb, and oh, like is this I said, another rock map? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Conceivably, yeah. What? Also, you said I, was I'm, another one. On a, on a sort of segueing to one other thing, because I, I I checked the statistics on this. I don't know if you did, Tom. Uh, most played. Uh, I think it's the fifth most played game element was Spin Ring. Yeah. Uh, at like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like when that. I did, when I was doing the math that I didn't finish for the like game elements of everything played in nationals, it was way up there. Yeah, yeah. Spin I mean, Ring is way it's up. It's in like the top five or six. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's a really high count, too. I mean, if you're talking like double the numbers of the Punisher, Punisher War Machine was the most common strategy. And there were double that number of Spin Rings. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, jeez. The spin ring is like the so may, maybe maybe uh, the fact that we only have characters on this watch list means we're not doing the watch list justice. Maybe there maybe there's some other game elements that deserve to be taken a look at. Because uh, it wouldn't be the first time a non-character was on a watch list. That's happened before. Maybe, With what a resource. Resources, yeah, resources have been on it. Well, and, yeah, and, twenty-one actually. There's twenty-one spin rings. Twenty-one. So, Wait, so does, yeah. that make it, does that mean it's more than Marvella? Yeah, no, she was twenty-three. Oh, but, oh she, but, but she was on multiple teams. So spin ring was on more teams than anything else besides Mary Jane. Wow. Well, it also is inherently unique, right? So, but what about um? Can't remember. What I was going to say. Oh, what about Valeria herself? 14 i think i was gonna say 13 or 14 total she, she's right she's right there with tricentral they're really close. yeah she's, they're tied yeah 14, okay. i mean it's just an inherently good ability right like you already have magneto if you have multi-bases you know like well, oh, oh, 10, actually, no, it should be, there should be a couple that you're not tracking tom because you didn't check sidelines and they matter for the fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah 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 you're right so there's probably more valerias in total because i wasn't yeah i wasn't tracking sidelines so you know yeah. that Speak, speaking of with with spin it makes me wonder between magneto and spin how many teams didn't have a free placement effect. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I'd have to look into it a bit, but yeah. Because uh, I, I know my team I didn't have spin, anything, but we had I Magneto. Top, I don't think anything in top 16 failed to have one. Uh, give me a second. No, including Sideline or not maybe including? The, maybe the Immortal Hulk team didn't. Uh, well, they had influence, they, though. Yeah. No, so he like had Magneto. Okay, here, here. So, so, so in alphabetical order, Magneto, Magneto, uh, Spin... Magneto, Spin. Uh, the Widow's team won't have one, I don't think. No, not not Isaac's team. Isaac's uh, team. Has I guess. Influence. Okay, I was gonna just ask if influence counts. Uh, Jalen. Yeah. Jalen had Spin. John had uh, Magneto, as we said. Uh, Magneto actually, again. No, Isaac, Isaac actually has both. He has Spin and influence on his team. Oh, okay. Maybe the colors was wrong. Oh uh, yeah, Caleb doesn't. So that's one. Lucas has Magneto, like I thought. Spin on oh, Nate's okay. team. Spin on that other team. Spin and influence. Uh, not on Scott. No, Scott has spin. Yes, spin. Uh, Tom doesn't. I have spin for Valeria. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Okay, yeah. So one team doesn't have any. And a Caleb is the one. Yep, one out of sixteen doesn't have any of those effects. Yeah, I mean, so a that, lot of teams should... had. There were probably teams that had all three. So. Well, and to be fair, Caleb is playing yep. Biker Widow, who places your opponent, so it still is a <laughs> placement effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, fringe, but uh, it can count. And, and I think it goes right along with my point from before, which is remember when I, 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 th- I it wasn't too long ago I was saying sidestep is just really, really unfair and needs to not exist. Mm-hmm. And this oh, is yeah. like you're, you're, it, the people are paying points to have extra sidestep basically available, yeah. but with well, the added and, benefit of doing it to your opponent sometimes. But yes, which is plus cute. plus potential like what influence you could if you do have Valeria that's two instances of, of a pen because that's no or it could be three if you do. No, it's two if you do knockback damage, right? So no, it's 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 never more than it is. Well, it, it is if you specifically use the power force blast. But for the one placement, you can't place them a square and deal them knockback. Unless the only time is off of an elevation. That's the only time it changes from spin. Mm-hmm. I, no, no, not spin. No, knock uh, influence. That's what I'm saying. Influence is only different than spin on the Valeria trigger count from the free effect. If you're knocking them off an elevation, otherwise it's the same. Either you're knocking them into a wall and they don't place. So you don't Which the I don't or think you, you can do off an elevation and retain line of sight. Uh, you you might be able to if you play you can, it right. You can but... do it off an elevation. Yeah, there's ways to do it off the elevation because uh, it's just not easy. So there, there's some diagonals that you can utilize. Yeah, 
Yeah, I suppose. To your, to your question, taking the entire field of 54 teams, I count 22 that don't have either Magneto or Spin. So that's about 40%, which means 60% of the teams do have. And as yeah. you pointed out, nearly all of the ones that made the top cut. That is um, that is a lot. Yeah. Oh, so that's interesting. So, uh, okay, yeah. Adam saying I mean, something's interesting is very frightening. Well, no, no. Pre- so, like, if you think about it, so six, about 60% of the teams played one of those effects. All but yeah. one of the teams that made top cut had one of those effects. <laughs> right. right, yeah. Replacement are the is that are incredibly sure. strong. Yeah, it's really powerful. Uh, right, and then that's a lot of Valeria, too, I right? would be. I would also be curious, just what is the percentage of figures in top cut that have sidestab access? Oh boy, that would be probably, probably, probably above here, but that's a good question. Yeah. I feel I feel my gut in my gut it feels like it's above sixty. I don't know that that's true. I have no re- basis for that. It just feels like it is. Do we do we count the paparazzi on Mary Jane teams? Mary Jane. Well she already has it, right? So Yeah. Are you counting instances or you said just if they have it? I, I'm just saying like I'm trying to figure out like, okay, like you have this many figures in the top cut. How many of them just don't have size access? Right. Like that, I mean okay, so I you I think you had like 140 game elements, right? That made it in the top cuts, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. There, that, that's too much math right now. Yeah. I mean, also, you're, if you're... But if I think to Adam's point, also if you compound it by figuring out, like, there's how many have sidestep, and then there's how many of those sidesteps are flyers that can carry one of the people who don't. Sure, because that's really the same thing as giving the other sidestep as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When you when you get that in, I'll bet you that it is probably 60 plus. It wouldn't shock me at all. In fact, it probably is even plus plus. Yeah. It might be just everything yeah. but widows. No, and then <laughs> widows sometimes have it because the shifting widow has it, right? Right. She goes yeah. 05. Well, yeah. Right. There's so one with TK. Uh, like, the one has, has TK and sidestep. Like right, right, right. has yeah. a sidestep and hypersonic, and then another one of the shifting. Oh, she actually has sidestep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and also, how do you yeah. do you factor generating in because you're just like placing them wherever you no, want? No, I don't. I don't worry about anything generated. I'm talking about. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, like. It just seems like everything has it. Like, the, basically, the figure that doesn't have it is, like, Batman and Fates. Right. And it's only because they're... <laughs> everything else basically has it. <laughs> and, and I mean, Fates have the TK, so... TK, and they have the extra actions, The right? extra actions, yeah. Yeah. Ba- basically, we can sum up the everything that showed up in Top Cut as move stuff around without giving it actions. Pretty it, much. Yeah, it's deal-free damage to your opponent, take away actions from your opponent... Do just too much damage, and what was it? Doesn't even do too much damage. Think about it. So Vulture, he moves around a lot without taking actions. No, no, I'm talking about just. No, I'm not talking about the move. I'm not. I'm just talking about the general trends, right? So you have free damage. You have oppressive, like saying your opponent can't do stuff, giving yourself a lot of utility with free actions. Making yourself like basically building fortresses. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bear. Not not dimension barrier. Yeah, I mean, what's the most What's the least degenerate team out there? Is it probably Tom's? <laughs> no, it's probably Widows. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The guy who got knocked out in top 16. Uh, or Widows, you know. A bunch of, I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time calling Widows not degenerate. They're just. I, I don't yeah. see how Widows are even remotely in the same ballpark. I mean, because his team had Valeria. No, Valeria's get out of here. Worse than his team. Uh, no. <laughs> in my mm. I think you're. Okay, fine. There's similar amounts, right? But if we're saying that Widow and a team that happens to have Valeria uh, are the least degenerate, the least degenerate, the least degenerate team was uh, probably Lucas. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you you think Hulk just takes a team I down think Hulk that is, much? Yeah, he, he's playing a 200 yeah. point team, so he, it's got to be worse. Okay, <laughs> but it was still a Batman team, and Batman is pretty degenerate. Yeah, but he's playing Hulk, so he's he, like he pays 140 points for Batman. So well, the problem, even, 
even my team is retooling itself at the beginning of every game. I mean, that's not it's not super broken, but it is still a, a, a pretty deep tool kit. It's, it is an inherently powerful effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought, but that's okay because I think that's about the least inherently broken team in the top six. Right. I was trying to move on though. I was trying to remember how it's yeah. going to segue into the segue. questions. But that's about as awkward as I can make it, so let's do that. Uh, okay, we have Brian Poling who asks two similar questions. Now that Vulture has won, how many of the biggest events uh, should WizKids admit their mistake and shoot all copies of him into the sun? Uh, and then alternatively, <laughs> should, oh yeah, Tom doesn't have Facebook, so he's hearing these for the first time. Alternatively, should they just dump them all in an active volcano? That does seem the more frugal method. Uh, I, I have the answer to that question. It's very straightforward. Uh, no and no. Just not necessary. Figure like the if if they really don't print anything that tamps him down in the next set or two, I mean he'll be rotating shortly after that, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, but right, I, I think there'll probably be something. I mean, because right, he has no he has no chance of his retirement being affected by the current situation, right? Unlike he's, other he's stuff. Old so. enough, I don't see why he would. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's no. He was at the end of the 2018-19 cohort. Which means right, he's not involved saying, in the... I'm saying there's but, no chance. But to be fair, Jay, we have no real idea. Like, if they decide to do retirement differently on account of the fact that we've lost a year, they may simply just push back retirement, period. Uh, right, so that's, that's it, the thing I don't That, know. that is a consideration. Adam was operating under the assumption that it's based on stuff released after Worlds. I, I was under the impression it would be based on the... Yeah, it's based on the, the, the timing of the cohorts. So basically, well, the Xmas cohort will get delayed a year, and that'll be the exception and everything else. Rot- and then you just have normal rotation other than that. That that's that cohort will get an extra year. I think it's more a theory than an impression, but you you do you. Same thing. Uh, David Cologne, Mr. Clixo streamed all the stuff. He's pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll have him on soon. Uh, do you think Vulture Prime should be a surprise entrant entrant in the watch list errata like they did with Jakeem? Uh, I wouldn't of- mind it. I just I'm I'm not convinced it's necessary like everyone else. Okay, I'm skipping over some questions because I want to save the most important ones for last. Uh, Michael Paris, did you build your team by randomly drawing pieces from the approved meta list? Serious question, no shade intended. Feels like that's what's happening because Spider-Man family, right? Like, it's just like, oh, I can play, I don't know, like, Jonathan I mean, could have played. I, I, yeah, I, I covered this Blizzard. a little bit. I, I covered this a little bit when I started talking about my team where, yeah, I went, okay, I have double 76. What do I do with my other 200 points? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I, I I certainly didn't. Um, like I I really just wanted to try to find different ways of working with the form of the new Fantastic Four. So I already had limited my arena fairly considerably from the jump. Okay, we have a. I apologize in advance for pronouncing your name at all, Theorcorn, and I'm not even trying that last name. Uh, number one question: How did you start your build? And uh, just in general inspiration and idea for the build and what do you think about the current meta list especially those in your build i assume that means what's good who, who is this directed at just in general specific uh i'm trying to remember so I, I i think what happened for me is i originally started so that like how i came to the nats build um was that I actually started with Jason on the team. I knew I was playing him, and I was pretty sure I was playing Dark Phoenix, and I was pretty sure I was playing Magneto. All those figures were just really good together. Uh, and, like, originally I was just actually considering playing Hellfire Club uh, for a bit before Fantastic Four was spoiled. And then after it was spoiled, I was like, okay, well, there's no way I'm not playing Valeria, so that's on the team. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so what's the, what's the best way to abuse all this stuff? Uh, and it's like, I guess 
I guess I just need some other additional threat that like just kills, like just makes my opponent dead sometimes. Like th that's the idea. It's like I, I actually tried Murder Machine for a bit. I was like, maybe I can get like some like chaos, like Magneto plus Chaos TK Murder Machine kill their whole kill all your stuff, and like it looked okay. Uh, but then I realized it's just why am I doing this? I should just play Vulture. Yeah, it's it's, it's Vulture yeah. with extra steps. Like. Right, that's exactly what happens. It was Vulture with extra steps, but so I'll just play Vulture. Uh, and then I went back and forth, and there was a variation without Vulture, the traitor instead to do this ring swap stuff, and then it was just back to Vulture. And then by the time Nationals was done, I mean, once the new set came out, it was like, if it wasn't for the new set, I'd be playing the same team, so I guess I'm playing the same team with some of the new stuff. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, my, my general theory is I'm looking for, where possible, the first thing I'm doing is I'm trying to figure out what do I think the five most broken pieces in the setup. Thing number two is how many of them can I jam on the same team feasibly? That's normally the thing I'm trying to do uh, when I can. I mean, that that was 2018. Like I was mm -hmm. like, so the two best figures in, figures in the set, three best figures in the set for me were the Fast Forces Jean Grey, who had the free TK before the ID card change, because yeah, she was just done with that. Oh, and then so it awesome. was it was Goblin King and Jakeem. And it's like, well, I can play big Jakeem, big Goblin King, or I can play small Goblin King and Jakeem. So like, I guess I'm playing those three figures. Like that was how I came to that decision for that year too. Uh, like the year with with uh, uh, 2016, it was like, well, there's only like two main teams that are just default play, which is Zombies and Quinjet. If I'm playing anything other than those two, like it's going to be playing Faust because I still think he's broken, and it's going to be playing Just on Safer. And I was like, well, I actually found a combination I liked because he had a good robot at the time. So that was, I mean, so that's pretty much that's generally what I try and do. I mean, 2014 for Nats. I mean, when I came up with the the stupid uh, Lydia Maller, like it was just. What are the what are some of the like scariest dumbest figures in the set and just play them? That's so, how I came up with that one too. So basically, I mean, you're pretty hard to go wrong that way. Like you just play all the good stuff and then all your figures are good. So long story short, Adam's strategy is good stuff by default, or good yeah, stuff I mean, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. That's, good stuff meaning a, like just putting all the good stuff together as right, opposed go, to go go figure out what the best figures are and then figure out the combination that plays the most of them. That's it's a it's a pretty good strategy. <laughs> Yep. That, that that is a I mean, pretty good sort strategy. What, sort of what Frazier did, right? I mean, he's just playing a bunch of the best figures in the format. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, Absolutely. you have Rain, you have Hawkeye, and then you have you know close equivalent, and then you just put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, also I, Oz. I I will say I went a little bit different this time. I didn't just throw all good stuff together. Um, I actually played in the first qualifier, saw what the uh what the people were playing in it, and then. And I used Vulture the first time around, and I took second, so I didn't didn't qualify there then. Um, but then I looked at all the lists that I was able to to remember, and redesigned based on what I expected, because I expected to see a lot of the same people again playing the same things, and went, okay, what can I build that will just absolutely destroy this? And that's where I came up with the Punisher team. Okay. Uh, Eric Griffin asks, who would win in a fight between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco? Prison rules. Grilled cheeses are just more structurally sound. I just feel like they have the inherent advantage there, right? Like, yeah, taco, I'm talking hard shell or soft shell? Oh, darn. I, I, he didn't He didn't say. I'd still That's, go with the grilled cheese. Does it make a difference? Yeah, I'd go with the grilled cheese. Maybe. No, I could definitely if see If it was it. a quesadilla, it'd be a different story. Like, but like if it's a hard know, shell with the feet at the at the base and the arms like coming no. out of the sides, so it's up. Maybe. I was thinking you actually just take both of them and you just kind of throw them at each other, which one <laughs> the most together at the end. 
Like, the taco just falls apart in the air. It doesn't even have to hit the grilled cheese sandwich. I yeah, mean, like, I was going to say, I can barely eat a taco as it is without it collapsing. So, you know, I don't know how you ever make a taco structurally sound enough to be able to stand up against a grilled cheese. Right. Oh, and the grilled cheese, I mean, like, the cheese actually acts like glue. Like, it holds right. the whole thing together. I think I think if, if it was a burrito, that would be a clear winner. Right? If, it was, if it was a yeah. quesadilla or something. Yeah, a bowl, bowl, like, burrito just has bludgeoning power. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. <laughs> okay, uh, David asks, were you wearing your bathrobe and does it give you superpowers? Uh, technically, no and no. Uh, the bathrobe. <laughs> Wait, you only you only wear it when you're out in public because you're no, no, just no, no, no. A... So the bathrobe was like I was. It was like a. It was like draped across the chair I was sitting in, but I wasn't wearing it. Strictly speaking. But I guess if I you were really cold, you could have. Uh... I wasn't wearing the robe. Yeah, you're robe adjacent. It was it was warm. It was so warm. There was no reason to have it on. Uh, okay. Warm enough. Like it, it. Like I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay without it until it's like you know 60 degrees. And it was like 70, 75. So I was like, I don't need a robe on. Warm enough. <laughs> uh, but definitely no on the superpowers. At least not the one I wore this weekend. Because uh, in, in, in case those who didn't catch it, that that time where I crit missed twice in the same turn against Scott Grantham on turn two. Uh, clearly no superpowers there. Wait, when was this? That was uh, Sunday. Right, because you weren't wearing the bathroom. Like you can't, you can't just be touching. You can't just like touch it. Oh, I see, like... I see. So because I wasn't wearing the bathrobe, it had no superpowers. Possible. It possibly mm-hmm. do have superpowers, and I never noticed. I take, a, I take it off. To I mean, I don't know. If Batman was just like had his utility belt next to him, it's obviously less accessible, right? Like, is I don't know. Okay, last question is Rob Peterson. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? Sorry, I can't do the Steve Martin voice. I don't get it. It's a, it's it's. Are you, are you sure that you hot can't figure out a way to overthink it? How, how would the hot dog eat itself? There's no mouth. The real question is, how does it fit? I'm not saying it's a battle royale, but what about how does he? How does that fit into the grilled cheese sandwich question? Uh, hot dog superior taco less than grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, agreed. Grilled cheese is still taking this. I mean, the cheese <laughs> just holds the whole thing together. But yeah. does grill? But does grilled cheese need to be on the watch list? I would well, watch I mean, it in the and then eat fight? it. In the <laughs> no, because obviously, obviously, God's here is Jawbreaker. Yeah, right? that's a fair that's, point. Like the Jawbreaker's taking the cake, and cake's not doing so well. It's just falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. Oh, uh, well, I guess this is about as awkward of a note to end on as anything else because I have the, uh, I have the outro pre-recorded, but uh, I do appreciate all of you. Uh, for some reason, spending time. I guess you're more you're more hanging out amongst yourselves than being with me. But Tom's already used to me, and Adam is whatever. And I don't know. I appreciate John being on. Um, you're uh, yeah, you're uh, you're still one to know against me in the one game that we played. So you want to go against me, as far as I know, unless we played. Uh, other I think that's our first game that we played. Yeah. yeah. Adam and I have never we play tested, but we've never played an actual game. And Tom and I we've are probably. I think if anything, Tom and I are probably one in one as far as like actual competitive games. Does that sound about right? Uh, I, I, we're probably similar. I don't know that we're one in one. We're probably equally. We have a shared equal victory spec. Tom, I will. So you and I are probably close enough, and we would have to actually like go back and look through every single game, right? It's just not really plausible because Canadians play each other no matter where we go. So. I will I'm say. I'd be glad he doesn't play me in single and I owe him some top eight losses. That's right. I was waiting for uh, <laughs> the, waiting for the opportunity for you to pay them back. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, recently, what was it? In one weekend, I beat you in top four, or I beat you in top four to states, and then you beat me in top two at another at a provincials, right? So that's just that's the most recent that comes to mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, you and uh, you and Earthx Venom definitely remember it. Earthx Venom. <laughs> no, no shade. She 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 won a states. She she beat me. Also, this is not a question, but I'm gonna link this in the descriptions. Uh, the uh, the Scott Porter. <laughs> I don't think Adam's had a chance nice. to see it yet. But the, uh, the the Scott Porter congratulations video where he's actually wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> I guess, oh, I, I don't that. know how he found. I guess Scott told him to wear a bathrobe. It, oh, it's I not the same color. They had asked me for like info on like the, the style of bathrobe it is. I could have probably told him. It, like, yeah, it looks like cashmere, like uh, or like okay. yeah, yours are. Okay. It's brand. I don't know. We'll, we'll you'll see. Okay. But I'm 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 game. This sounds hilarious. <laughs> so, so as a as a final thought for for Afterworlds, I will say I am actually super excited that we had online worlds and nationals this year because traveling is very difficult for me, and I would not have had this opportunity to participate or do well if we didn't have online. So I I actually would like to encourage more people to try the online and because I think with the improvements they've they've made the rock has made to the uh, roll 20 experience it is getting pretty darn close to tabletop at this point and more people should try I, it I'm convinced yeah, I, better personally but I, I was gonna say yeah you have said that you preferred and I think I, it's hard to say that I prefer it but I do there's just strategically and just it just in in practice, it just there's a lot of benefits. So I I, yeah, I like it just as much. I would say for different reasons. I mean, no, I really enjoy the the personal aspect of Hero Clicks. Um, I think from a competitive perspective, I see no reason why it can't be online all the time. Oh, see, so for me, I think optimally is you all go to the convention and they have laptops and we play online. Yeah. And then afterwards, right. we still have the the in person experience with each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally into that. I mean, yeah. Uh, but in terms of, I mean, that doesn't of, make any sense as far as a competitive game goes, or like a game like this. The flexibility. I'm, I'm, I'm sure because uh, StarCraft, they they don't bring computers for those tournaments at all. No, no, no. no the collectability no of bring computers to play them online. No. They've never done that with Magic: The Gathering either. No. no Wizkid's sure. selling product. That is the problem there. Well, so all they, gonna, to, all they need, yeah. is they need to make a Magic: The Gathering online equivalent for HeroClix and actually make it work. You mean and again? Then, I said make it work. Make it work. Yeah, that's that would, that, that's okay. no again there. Like, I never played it, but I heard horror stories. So I, you know, but if, if yeah. they can make that work, I mean, God, I might actually own Hero Clips in virtual form. Well, that's cute. Well, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, well, uh, again, yeah, thank you all for showing up and Adam for showing up after being the most winningest winner of all the winnings, apparently. Yeah, well, like, congratulations uh, yeah. to both of you guys. Well done. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yep, congratulations. I mean, what, what did you top sixteen against Isaac or top eight? Uh, Isaac, I believe, was six, was eight. Uh, okay, yeah, because you, yeah, so you. I don't remember. I put him in eight, or, or he knocked me out of eight. Yeah, you. So you won won twenty nineteen Team Worlds. You uh, also had one. Uh, sorry, you won that. You top eight at Worlds that year, and then these events this year, it's just you gotta you gotta calm down. You gotta I let. No, I, I gotta, let... I gotta win. I gotta win. I, I gotta do better than this year because I gotta, I gotta beat Pat 2014. That's the goal. That's, that's I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta win worlds, team worlds, and Rock Cup. I gotta win them all in the same year and national. I mean, events. those events have to officially, happen. I officially got it. 
that's the only way to beat him. He had the trifecta. Hey, also, what? Sorry, also top top four in teams this year. That's that's also respectable, right? So right, yeah, yeah, man. Well, yeah. and uh, and top four top four in teams last year for uh, for Nat for uh, Rocket. Yes, I was going to mention that, but that felt and yeah. second in singles in Rocket. Right. Yeah, second second in singles sealed. Yes. Yes. And for what it's worth, was that a was that a mulligan or not? Uh, one booster mulligan. I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. I, I think it was, you got to choose if it was one or two. I think one I, of my no, it might have been two boosters. I think my first two boosters were both just friends. I don't remember, but Easton's clearly better than you because he didn't need any mulligans. So. No, he's just, yeah, he's just like, oh, my pulls are just great. I'll just play this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, on principle, if I had the onslaught and the other booster isn't just insane, I probably mulligan in a principle on the off chance I get a second onslaught. <laughs> just, I, I wish you'd gone on longer so I could have arbitrarily cut you off, but I'm going to do that now. Thank you for listening, as well as watching our content and supporting us. We now have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash JSA clicks. We appreciate any and all support from there, and we look forward to interacting with you and working with you on teams and other HeroClix stuff on our patron Discord, as well as giving you early and exclusive content. You can keep up with us on all our various social media platforms. We have a Facebook page, a Facebook group, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find our podcast on YouTube with visuals, as well as on Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We're also working on getting up on Google and Apple Podcasts. We also want to mention some affiliates and friends of the show. We have our friend Devin Adams, who has been on the podcast, and you may have heard him before. He has the Happy Little Hero Clicks YouTube channel and a Patreon. We also are friends with the Married with Clicks crew, who have their YouTube channel. Our friend Joe from Clicks Nexus has also just started a Patreon. We greatly appreciate his contributions to the game and his keeping up his unit section. We look forward to having him on the show very soon. Thank you again for listening and supporting us in any way you can. We hope that you make sure to have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's a competitive game or casual.